Hello and welcome to the 10 Pence Arcade Podcast. I'm sorry we've been away so long. Victor has been in France, which we will explain, and we're also we've been to Chicago. Chicago. Illinois. Would you like to explain more? Mr. Marland, who is 190 miles north of me now. Oh, yeah. Um, our actual supposed recording night, um, I was in the north of France being boiled by the sun and, eaten and annoyed to death by insects. Hardcore, <laughs> annoyed, armed French insects at that. Horrible things. Apparently, they've got the biggest horsefly either in Europe or in the world. They're about an inch long, these things. And one, one of the people we were with got stung on the back by one. It was horrendous. And I got eaten to death by mosquitoes. And we know what we think about mosquitoes, don't we? Don't like it. Last night, 11 o'clock at night, which was the night before I went back to work. I went back to work today. 11 o'clock at night, wife spotted a mosquito. I went to go and get it on the side of the wall and it evaded me. It got away. Went on the roof, on the ceiling. And mm. you know how big the ceilings are in my house. I had to go and get a double extended ladder, climb up there in my underpants and shoes, because you can't climb a ladder without shoes on. It's impossible. And squash the thing on the ceiling at 11 o'clock at night. I had to do it. It's my duty. Otherwise, we'd have got munched to death in the night. And then when we got back, uh, we were back on the Sunday and Monday night. Both of us were back from Chicago, Illinois, and way too tired, and we hadn't written up much to do with our trip. So we left it another week. Um, there's reasons why I wasn't doing anything the last week when I should have gone back to work, which we'll tell you about in a minute in the What We've Been Up To section. Yes, we will. So, as we've said already, the holiday in France, and then it was my birthday on the 30th of June, and it was a special one. Yeah. I was I was 30 years old, <laughs> which is a kind of a lie. I was bloody 50, 5-0. Yeah. It's mad. Well, it's not mad to you. You're already over 50, but it was a big one, wasn't it? Big one. Yeah. So my lovely yeah. wife decided to take me to Illinois to go to all the arcades we like going to, mainly around the Chicago area. We'll say Chicago, but it was around Chicago as well. Yeah, it was a kind of a last-minute thing, weren't it? And I, I, I thought, yeah, I'm definitely going. So we we had a great time. We met some good people over there as well. We did, because if you recall a couple of months back, my wife was very, very ill with sciatica, and it was there was a point where we thought we weren't even going to go to France. But she did make a recovery in time, and it was okay. Uh, so before we do the trip... Which is mainly the Chicago one. The front, the French one was just nothing really. It's a little holiday with no arcades at all, but a few little pickups from there. But before we do the Chicago thing, what other stuff have you been up to, Sean? It seems like a long time ago now. It but, is. But yeah, my main PC finally died. It had been playing up for a bit and it just wouldn't wah, switch wah, on. Wah, so I tried wah. to fix it for a couple of days because it's an i5, mm-hmm. i5 thing I got off someone off of UK back. What did you have running on it? Was this a Linux thing or a Windows yeah, thing? Yes, it's, it's Linux. It mm-hmm. was Groovy Arcade. Yeah. And so I, I, I salvaged the graphics card from that and I had an old i3 PC, yeah. which is decent, and that had 4 gig of RAM. Mm-hmm. So I put it in that. And it, it's working fine. It took me a few days to get everything installed back on mm-hmm. the PC to how I liked it. And, and better, actually. I've got a better better setup, I think. Right. The, up, the upshot of it all is I got to really go under the hood of a track mode and learn how it works. So I've got, I, don't, I think this might be weird, but I've got a screensaver on my cab. Yeah, so you should it, have, because it saves the CRT, doesn't it? Yeah. So If, if you're going to leave off, it on for a long period of time, I definitely would have one cycling you know, the pictures of the games or whatever, or a video running or something, definitely. 
I know they've so never had them in the arcade back in the 80s, but that's why a lot of the screens nowadays have got burn-ins, because they didn't have screensavers. So if it goes off for, I think, 30 seconds, you just get random, that 2,000, 2,500 MP4s I've put you on know, it. I think it gives it a bit of character. It's quite nice. Even and just a keep- screen blanker would help. And it gives me ideas as well for different games. Absolutely. Awesome. So the old computer, did you find out what was wrong with it? It just failed. Was it the power supply or the graphics card or the RAM or processor it, or what? It would power up and I, I thought, am I going to try and diagnose it and take it all to pieces? And mm. well, it wouldn't power up. If you held your finger on the power button, it, it, the fan would go and it just stop. So Sounds like a power, could, power supply issue. Yeah, could it be the RAM? Could it be the power supply? Could It, be, it wasn't the graphics card because I got that out because it's a one gig you, graphics this card. This might be sound a bit boring, but... I. I when I used to fiddle with PCs a lot, sometimes power supply units are quite clever and they'll actually power themselves off and won't let you power them back on because there's a problem. But if you pull them out from the wall, they can detect there's no power going in and it'll reset itself, like a soft reset. I've done that before yeah. with power supplies. Actually unplugged them from the wall, taken the plug out, left them a minute or so and then plugged it back in and it's worked okay. It might have just been something simple like that. If you never took it out of the wall, it might be something simple like that. I did do because I moved all the plugs around. Uh, maybe it's just a faulty power supply. Then did they do go bad? Yeah, you know, but it's stage, bad. I've got this little sort of i three, and it just it runs everything. Yeah, so. yeah. You don't need a powerful one at all. I was, um, you know, the the big marketplace, the Barras, the Barrowlands near me. I was yeah. there the other week, and I went. I just noticed a shop across the road from the Barrows. Never been in before. And they had some like you know electronic stuff in the window. Oh, that looks interesting. And it was a shop that had loads of like you know, mobile phone gear and little games and stuff, and, and it had a lot of old PC equipment in there. Obviously, because people were using older PCs for certain things or whatever. And they had, they had a ton of, like, screens and graphics cards and RAM and all sorts of things. And they had a load of these, I think they were Hewlett-Packards, but they were quite small PCs, like about, you know, 10-inch square by about 3 inches deep. So yeah. they were quite small ones, and I think they were all i3s or, or above, I think. They did have the spec on that. I did take a picture of one so I can Google the serial number and see what it's got inside it to make sure it's got a, a graphics card that's compatible with running 15 kilohertz for our cabs. Because I'm, mm. I'm thinking of getting another PC because I want one of the cabs to have PC arcade games in, like Annalyn, uh, the Locomolito games, Murtop, uh, you know, all the sort of modern arcade ones I want to play in a cab because it'd be nice to actually play them in a cab rather than on the Switch or whatever so I'm thinking about getting another one and maybe putting it in the Vartex because it'll fit in there easily and about 90 quid for the whole lot which is quite good mm-hmm. so you, you don't need a keyboard and mouse and all that sort of stuff you just need a plug in the back and off you go I think it comes with Windows 10 installed and blah 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 so I'll make a cut down version of that so at least you had a learning curve you know, it was, you got yes. a bit of positives out of a broken computer yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on in a track mode. It's I love a track mode. It's a really good one. You can yeah. you can adjust it to nice and modern or cool and old. I opted for the nothing fancy look. So I have the text name of the game in the Namco font and a picture of the game and nothing else. That's it. No videos. No sounds. Nothing. Just if you if you found a, a multi machine in the eighties, this is what it would look like. And I like it like that. It's easy. Mine's running the. It's, it's like that. It's running the attract mode, but the videos do come up inside. If there is an available video, if not, it's, it switches to a picture. Because those ones, if you attach the computer to the internet, you can actually scrape for all the videos, can't you? It'll just go and find a video for you. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I've, I've never really done it myself, but you can, what they call scrape. Yeah. You can scrape for, uh, 
you can have like the marquee, the control panel, uh, a track mode, the bezel, the side art, anything. You can have load and, and showing on the screen. And I think you can just scrape for the art and it'll just find it all for you rather than you dragging through the internet trying to download hundreds and thousands of images. It'll just go and find them for you. You can use whichever ones you want. I did that with my retro pocket too. I scraped for all the images there and the yeah. descriptions. Yeah, it worked fine. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's just console. a yeah, one-stop shop, isn't it? Yeah. Talking of broken stuff, on my Vartec Cadet, my newest little cab, I play a lot. I've got the Raspberry Pi jammer thingy in it, which is a little unit I made up ages ago. Which is a Raspberry Pi, uh, a JPack, a little sound amp, a little USB sound module. It's all in one. It's, it fits on like a, a six-inch, 150mm square board. And it just goes straight into jammer, powered by the jammer loom, just works. Put it in a cab, takes 12 seconds to load, and that's it. And I was using that happily enough. And it just it, something went funny. The screen went a bit weird. And then it lost sound. So what the hell's gone? Uh, huh? What? So I plugged the horizontal one in, so I'm using the vertical one in there, and to see if that went, that was working fine. So I swapped the sound module, so it's got a little USB sound module, and it still wasn't working. So in the end, I messed around with it for about half an hour. I thought, oh, I'll just get rid of the USB sound altogether. Went onto track mode and the system settings, and turned off the USB sound and turned on the internal sound, which is the Pi sound, just the the three and a half mil jack. Mm. Plugged the amp into that, perfect. Don't know why I was using the USB in the first place. You don't need it. Yeah, so it saves true. a USB port, I suppose, if you ever need it. So that's mm. working again now, which I'm happy about. Oh. So I play it a lot, especially recently. I, I am really looking forward to an updated version of the, the Jammy Pi thingy, because that works on a Pi 3B. So they're getting a bit dated now. So the, I think there is an image for the Pi 4 for a more modern version of MAMES. It'll run better. You have all the different... Um, updated features of MAME, which I'm quite looking forward to. Um, I think Rich Chunkson is working on that because he's a guy who did all the, the software and the bits for that. I'm really looking forward to that because that's going straight. I've got actually got a Pi 4 and that will go straight have, in there. Yeah, I think you could it. probably use a Pi Zero too because that's more powerful than the Pi 3B, I think, now. Is it? I might wow. be wrong, but it's, it's the, the Zero 2 is a lot more powerful than the Zero, a lot more. So yeah, it'd be handy mm. to have a, a new version of that. And I'll just I'll do it straight away as soon as it comes out. Really yeah, like I've using got, that. I've thing. got a Pi Four and it's just running console games. It's all it's for running console games. I don't even use mine. Mine's in a box. I made yeah, an enclosure for it. Everything. I think much. I've got. I think I've got a. I think I've got an image on there with some stuff on there, but it doesn't really take advantage of the the higher power of it. Because mm. I'm not running like Dreamcast and N64 and stuff like that. I'm just running normal arcade stuff. I think. What else has been going on? Well. I've got, I'm going to get backlog of videos. I've got backlog loads of, of videos. videos. Sean's arcade, getting it. It's lovely. Visit cool. to Arcade Club Blackpool. Yeah. I made a better video this time without having to upset children, filming of children by accident and then getting told off for it. I yeah. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to. I know. It's not a kind of thing you're doing consciously, but when you want to take an arca- a video in arcade, unless you get there closing time or opening time, it's going to be full of people. And it's, yeah. it isn't fair to record people. You know, they don't want to be recorded. We should enjoy themselves. But it's the thing we do, isn't it? To show people what's going on at the arcade and obviously help out with yeah. a bit of advertising for it. Because Arcade Club Blackpool is brand... I don't know. It's, it's not new now, is it? But it still looks brand spanking new. Yeah, it's a year old. I'm very impressed with the, the, just the overall look of it. It's clean inside. It's, it's new looking. Everything looks tip top. It's really good. I say, did anyone go to Nerd? Oh, got a Nerg report from Sean, because I didn't get to Nerg, because I was still recovering, which you'll hear about in a minute. 
Yeah, so when it's a nerd with some of my closest friends, six. I'll, I'll give a shout out later on because mm-hmm. I'll forget them, but I've written them down somewhere. I'll yeah, your closest someone. friends, you've forgotten. Yeah, yeah, nice. forgot. You know what my memory is like, Dave. So yeah, we went to Nerg. We went to add some very. Diff- uh, I tried a Five Guys. I never tried a Five Guys before. Slim chickens. I tried one. So different food and l- lovely atmosphere. And also, I got into pinballs. Ooh. I got well. I was. I was getting into a in galloping. Go- uh, not gallop. Yeah, galloping ghost pinball. I'm getting and, and underground retro. Card. I was getting mm. well into them. So I played them. Why? Why though? I don't know. I just can't get into them. I can't get excited about pinball. I really can't. I've tried. It just really clicked. And I played, I bet I played two video games. I think I played Turbo really? for about, yeah. Shame all, on you. All the rest was pinball. And I was loving it. Sean, get out. So we're going to have to change this podcast to the 10 pence pin, pinball podcast. I will saw the top of your head off, remove your yeah. brain, put another one back in yeah. rather than do that. That might help, actually. Yeah, just do. in gen, just in general. So, what was going on at Nerg? Um, lots of arcade cabs, lots of pinball, same as usual. Yeah, lots of, lots same of venue. Cabs. What was it? There was yeah, same venue, but with added Billy Mitchell and Walter Day. Just a minute. Yay! I can't, <laughs> I can't muster any more than that. There was a talk, and it was really good. Oh, with, good with with Billy and Walter, and yeah. There was a lot of things that he clarified. That's been was there any <clears throat> interesting questions? No, oh, really? it, it, everyone was polite, and oh. he said it always. Is, this always happens. You get the keyboard warriors sat in the mum's basement. He said smelling, and <laughs> and then then all these questions. He answered them. He answered mm-hmm. what what he thought the people would say. Yeah, and he was on about. Or various things, but I think there'll be a video that comes out. But I, I believe what he said. And there was, there was. Some... We won't go into it on here. We'll probably talk no. about this later on. Yeah, but you, yeah. you can, if you want to read the story about Billy Mitchell and the Donkey Kong scores, there's plenty of it online. Mm. Probably the best place to look at it from an expert's point of view is the Donkey Kong forums, which discuss Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, and I think some other games very similar, Crazy Kong with all the world record holders, and they have more of an opinion on it than we would, put it that way. Yeah, he talked a bit more about a defamation of character, which which is what he was suing this guy for. Okay. Because, because he said in the, the, you know, like the lawyers, there's no mention of Donkey Kong. It's not an issue. Oh. The defamation of character is this guy having a go at his wife, his children, and all that lot. Well, that's not on, though, is it? No, so that's that. He was coming at it from that angle, but yeah, someone would have filmed it. You weren't allowed to live stream it, but someone would have filmed it. So we'll leave that okay. for people to make up their mind. Mm-hmm. But I had a chat with him. He seemed like Phil said when we met him last month when I spoke to Phil. Seems like a nice guy. Walter's great. Had a long chat with Walter. Yeah, I've talked to both of them before. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Billy Mitchell is a good games player. I think he's good at a few games: Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, Pac-Man, of course, and a few others. He's really good at. But he doesn't really speak about. The other games he's good at, which I would like to hear about, actually, because I'm bored of Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. Mm. We know we know he's you know he was a world record holder and blah blah blah. And he's a perfect Pac-Man. It's the same thing over and over. Again. I'd like to know more about the Donkey Kong Junior record he used to hold and some other games because even Walter Day, I think, had a, a Make Tracks record. He's very good at that game. He did do yeah, he did for for quite a while yeah. Mm. So that'd be more and interesting, the- I think, than the same old thing regurgitated over and over again. 
And the good thing about Newcastle is now there's an NQ64 and a four quarters. So did you go there in the evening? I went to both. Oh, right, cool. To, what were they like? Both, but I got, got up there on a Friday and went, we went to both, both days. Mm. Yeah, really nice. NQ is more of your, it's lovely. It's fantastic artwork and there's like 30 cabs. But as, as the night goes on, the, we were the oldest people in there by about 20 years. It's more of a younger, younger I was going to say, are, are the cabs sort of, Pointed at the thirty-year-olds, the sort of the, uh, yeah, there's the, the racing there's a, games and the gun games, that sort of thing. There is quite a bit of that, but there is I the classics as well. There's, cut, there's, yeah, I get mixed up between the two. There was an asteroids cocktail. There's, there was different things, but mm-hmm. the four quarters was more more of an arcade feel. Yeah, I know, I know the owners of four quarters, and I've been to mm-hmm. quite a few of them. And I do like them. They're, they're more like sort of, um, they remind, remind me of Barcade in New York, which is a very good bar arcade. Uh, and they're, they're very well known for their craft beers and stuff as well. So they, they do go into the serious side of the, the pub side of it and the gaming side. So they do that very well. So Billy Mitchell was doing his perfect Batman there. Okay. And he played, we, we left. And then, but didn't come back. We we thought we sat down in NQ for a bit because it was quieter and had a chat. Just yeah. just me and Tony in the end. Okay. But the he got to the split. He didn't do the perfect Patman, but he got to the split screen. Yeah, which which is the the bit where it all you know goes, goes messy. Yeah, and it actually let other people just play that screen, which oh, is right. very nice. Yeah, just just play the screen. Yeah, cool. John, John Studley was there doing like the commentary on like, hey, you, you know, Billy's crossing the desert and he wasn't really cross. I didn't see a desert. No, there's no desert. It's just He's crossing the desert. It's the same thing for about four hours. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a level, a certain amount of levels on Pac Man that you have to pattern to get the perfect yes. score. Yeah, you get to a certain point and you just got to keep doing it like that for ages. It's like, it's like I don't know, is it 100 screens anyway? It's, it's, mad, yeah, it's a mad amount. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but Nerg was the same great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And because your mates are either in NQ64 or no, uh, I keep saying no quarter, uh, NQ uh, four quarters. Yes. You, they, we were either, you knew there was going to be in either one or the other. So you didn't, they're only like five minutes walk between. Oh, right. Them, they're so. quite close together, are they? Yeah, so it's oh, excellent. Cool. So you didn't lose anybody, not for too long. Yeah. So, so, so the old arcade people were there. It's was, it was a really good, really good atmosphere. We left about excellent. Sunday, uh, sort of mid afternoon, and got back, got back to Blighty. No, what were Blackburn. the console and shop parts of it like? The these vendors and the console parts, same sort of normal thing. Yeah. So Did you buy yeah, anything they, apart from? I, I bought a couple of stuff. chocolate. Brownie millionaire cakes, chocolate, f- chocolate fudge brownie millionaire, something like that. Yeah, because I was a bit hungry. I hadn't eaten for a long time. But yeah, they were they were very good. They're good. They're good. Good. Good stuff. And I didn't. I didn't buy anything. You know me. I don't collect. So I didn't buy anything else. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, I did buy. What'd you buy? Happy memories. Oh, priceless. Priceless happy memories. And you have many videos to be putting up soon. Are you, have you edited those yet? No. Because I've been working. I've got 13 oh, really? videos. Yeah, I, I did five of Galloping Ghosts because it's so massive. Yeah, you can't get them all in one time. Your phone will wear out. I, I did one video per room. And there's, if you count the shooting at room, there's five rooms in Galloping Ghost. Oh, oh, and, and, it is, it is and the pinball. Huge. Right, let's get into it. Well. Let's do... The quick description of what we did in Illinois. You go so, for it, sir. 
go for it, cheeky. Are you going? Are you going to tell everyone like you've told everyone about how late your journey was? No, because you have done the proper old duffer, and everyone who's listened, you've told how late you were to get to my house. Yeah, with train delays. Here we go. And Here we go. He's bus. going. He's locked. He's off. I wound him up. He's gone. Bus delays. It, it, took, it took you nearly a day to get to my house. Put it that way. A three-hour really journey. You were seven hours late, weren't you? Cancelled trains and cancelled buses. I should have got there at three o'clock. It took me yeah ten hours to get a pain in the dingling. A, a two and a half hour journey mm. from you sit from me on on, a, on the fast train. It never turned up. Another fast one never train. turned up. No such thing. Third third one turned up. Oh, we're ter- we're terminating here. There's there's uh, it's not going on. What right? So I tried to get a bus. I told you you'd do it. I told Megabus. you. <laughs> Megabus didn't turn up. So I'm, I'm wasn't that mega? Then was it? Rubbish bus, bus, more like. Get the bus from the train station to the bus station, and then walking back with my case to the train station because I hear there's a train. Like a, like a little Didn't lost lad. Up. Didn't turn. Up. Eventually, I got a train. Got on the train. It stopped after about an hour because there's a problem with the signal. So we <sighs> sat there for an hour and a half. Or the, well, there's two of anti trains sat by each other and another. Having a chat. Going. Yeah. So then I got to you about half ten, didn't I? Ten o'clock. I think it was a picture up. Yeah, it and was, then, it then was we a had plane delays. Oh, God. And then the next day, we, we drove yeah. to Edinburgh in the morning, a reasonable time in the morning. And then it was a, an hour or something there, and it was getting quite agitated there. And then we got on, and it was took off late. And we landed. It, was, it took a while taxiing around the runway when we landed as well. And when we got into Chicago, O'Hare Airport, um, Chicago has been experiencing some bad air. They were getting a lot of the wildfire air from Canada come over, like New York got about a month ago, but not quite as bad. But we looked at the air quality in Glasgow here, and it was two. It starts at one and goes up to wherever. And in Chicago, it was nearly 200. It was that bad. It was considered toxic air. So you shouldn't really go out for very long in it. So it sort of we came down in a mist. And, oh, what's going on here? And we realised what was going on. So... The day we, we got there... We never saw the skyline, did we? We never saw the Chicago no. skyline. We sort of and saw all, a little bit at the end of the trip, but not to the start. It was just too too, too much. All the uh, people smoking. there said they'd never seen anything as bad for so long. Mm, it, it is pretty even, bad. Even the people that lived there. Yeah, it wasn't good at all. It wasn't very nice. It was a weird atmosphere, wasn't it? Mm. It wasn't that orange clouds like New York was getting a while back, but it was quite dark. But it was still hot there. That's the weird thing. It was still quite warm because it's obviously middle of summer there. It's like 30 still 32 degrees. De- yeah, 32 degrees. Yeah, yeah, it was quite hot. So we got there, got in, got uh, sorted out in the hotel and everything, got all that, all that business. So we decided to go out in the evening to Logan Arcade, which is 2410 West Fullerton Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Hello. And this is a place called uh, Logan Square. And this place started off as a record shop, but it is a full-on bar. You've got to be 21 years or over, and they will check your ID. And if you look like old duffers like us, they will check your ID. So make sure, if you're from out of town or out of the country, take your passport. They will not take an ID, a foreign ID or a driving license. They're not valid. So take your passport wherever you go, just in case. They checked our passports, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just policies. You have to do A lot of places in America, especially bars... Will card they call it carding? They will card you on the door to make sure you are who you are and you've got a valid form of ID. And obviously, tells you your date, your date of birth, and stuff. So this place, I was here in 2015 when I first went to Chicago. I went in 2015, and it's got more pinball nowadays. We were back there with you, 
myself, Tronads, and Whitney uh, in 2017, was it? 18. 2018. Because they've got more more pinballs. They're sort of more pinball orientated now. And, but they still have a bunch of arcade cabs, loads of them, and some absolute gems in there. So I walked through the, the more arcade area, which is around the back of it, and was greeted by not one, but two Nintendo Play Choice bar tops. Do you know how rare those things are? They're very rare. I, I don't think I've seen one before. I think I may have seen one in America before. One. Both were in tip-top condition and working perfectly. Even these wiggly, thin joysticks they've got, they've got really skinny joysticks on them. Mm. But this place has a ton of brand spanking new pinballs and a 10-player Killer Queen, which we still didn't play, Sean. There was no one on it, and we still didn't play it. What is wrong with us? There's only two of us. I know. I don't know if you need 10 players, do you? Probably need don't four know. for a good game, I suppose. It's kind of like a cross cross between a joust, capture the flag kind of game. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. looks decent, though. looks very decent. They do tournaments on it, don't they? They do. I think the two times I went before, I couldn't even get near it because there's so many crowds around it. I think when when I went in 2015, it was still new. And when we went in 2018, they had a tournament going on. There was loads of people around. We couldn't get anywhere near it. But I'm also glad they still had Super Glob in a Pac-Man cabinet. I played that the first time I visited back in 2015. Wife had a good go on the Nintendo bar tops on Dr. Mario. She's really good on that. And they also still have the animatonic rap band on stage. And they were live streaming in another corner some James Bond pinball, which is one of the new pinballs. They, yeah. they, they were doing a stream of it, or I don't know what they were doing, because we Don't turned up on it. Pinball League night, so they were gearing up to play loads of pinball. But it's good. And we also, uh, Sean Courtney met us there for a little drink, which was nice. Yeah, from the Pie Factory podcast. And afterwards, he took us to a place up the road, like about a block up the road, called the Golden Nugget. And it is one hell of a diner, 24-hour diner. It's exactly what you imagine an American diner to be like. Vinyl tables, plastic cups, Really nice staff. A million things on the menu you can order all night long. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad we went in one of them. We were, we were both starving, weren't we, that time of night? Yeah. And our, our body clocks are going, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So it was nice. So that was the first evening there. Next day, Underground Retrocade, 121 West Main Street, West Dundee, Illinois. Not open Tuesday, apparently. That is Scott's day off. Oh. Full disclosure to everyone listening. This is my favourite arcade on the planet. It really is. It's it's very close in quality to Williamsburg Arcade or Vector Volcano in Bend, Oregon and Fun Spot, New Hampshire. They're also very good arcades. This one just ekes out as my favourite for the cabinet collection, the ambience, the decoration and the personal feel from the staff there. Before you even get in the place, there's a cool window display and then the first thing you encounter is the counter. Do you see what I did there? Encounter, the counter. Counter, yeah. Mm. It's full of old electronic games and toys, robots, etc. And as far as I know, they all still work too. All these are actual originals from Scott's family. The VCS in there, which is on the top shelf, is the very same one that Santa sent down their chimney in 1981. Chim-chimney? Chim-chimaroo. Scott has a Coleco Donkey Kong tabletop in there with a Raspberry Pi inside playing actual arcade games, which is quite cool. Very similar to what I did with that CGL Frogger tabletop. Mm. And right near the front of the house is five super brand new pinballs. These are the only games that aren't on free play. Come on. The guy has to pay the bills. These things are near to $10,000 each to buy. Is he put them on free play for me? No, I bet he did. 
which yeah. is very nice of him. It wouldn't let us pay for it. And, I know. Like, him trying to make him and Dark Mac. I know. We just, so we just couldn't. Pay, yeah, we, we couldn't pay for anything. Just let me buy it. I bought a t-shirt in the end. Trying to sneak $20, $20 bills in their pocket. They were having none of it. Yeah. So if you if you are going to pay to go in the underground record, it's $20 for all day. That's excellent value for over 200 games in there. I particularly like the ground floor games, which is right as you go in. They're all sectioned by manufacturer. So you've got um, Atari section, a Konami section, a Stern section, a Universal section. It's brilliant. It's really nicely laid out. All the cabs are in excellent condition. I didn't count any with dodgy controls. A few games monitors needed a bit of attention. I expect Scott yeah. will be on that case very soon. The Ladybug. Did you play Ladybug there? No, not into Ladybug. I, I really like Ladybug. I played the upright there. It had a really funky monitor with a weird ripple fold on the left-hand side. So it... It looked like if you got the last left-hand inch of the monitor and folded underneath the screen. Mm-hmm. So as you went through one of the gates on Ladybug, it took a second for you to emerge out the other side. It's like you're almost going through like a sort of weird time void. It was very weird playing it. It's fun, but weird. So it probably improved it then, didn't it, really? It's a brilliant game. You can't, <laughs> you can't deny it's a brilliant game. Oh, no, I didn't get on with it. I had a good goal Mario Brothers on a converted Donkey Kong. I know you don't like that game, but I love playing it. I still like it now. Um, Defo, the 10p effect on that one for me. I used to hate that game, and I really like it. I was even playing it the other day on one of my cabs. We played tons of games in here. I had a really good chat with Scott, and then nipped up the road to a super authentic Mexican restaurant. And they couldn't understand our stupid British accents, although the server had perfect American English. I had a chimichanga, which was excellent, and your mind was blown by authentic Mexican. Have you ever had any before? At an actual mm. Mexican place. I wouldn't have said so, no. Oh, what was it? One, a, a burrito I had. Yeah, a burrito. The size of my arm. It, it was huge. It was massive. It was like a baby. Nuzzled up. Yeah. It, it was It was very good. And I asked for a bottle of water, didn't I? She went, a bottle of what? Water. A white? What? I know a tiny bit of Spanish. I went, uh, agua popa voice. Oh, water. Oh, water. Water, water. You've got to use Ds, not Ts in America. Water. Water. And we were sort of like, how did she not get what? But we got it, and she was lovely anyway. Brilliant yeah. food. After cool. that, we waddled back down to the underground retrograde, full of rice, meats, guac, and cheese, and had another gaming session. At the end of this wonderful day, still my favorite arcade joint. Scott is a true 100% cool dude with a fantastic arcade in its 11th year now. We've got 11 years. If you go to Chicago, Illinois for any reason, you simply must travel out for this. We mm. we were sort of in the middle of everything, but um, even if you've got an hour to go, travel out for it. It's worth it. We also yeah, left with Underground Retrocade 10-year anniversary T-shirts, full of Mexican food, and stupidly satisfied. We had a good full day in Illinois. Right, kids. Guess where we went on day two, whatever that day was. Was it Wednesday, Tuesday? I don't know. Thursday. Was it Thursday? This was the Thursday we went to the Galloping Ghost. It's the day before my birthday. This is at 9415 Ogden Avenue, Brookfield, Illinois. As you can guess by that address, Ogden Avenue is massive. It's miles and miles and miles and miles long. Not like an avenue you think over here. It's miles long. The Galloping Coast is $25 for all day. It's open from 11 a.m. to 12 midnight and 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday. Open seven days a week. If you're just a pinball head, which you're turning into, son, three blocks down the road is Galloping Ghost Pinball, Open from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. and it's $20 to play with all within those times. Has some very new and very rare pinballs in there. Very rare ones. Mm. 
this arcade is the daddy of them all. It is the largest arcade in the world. Probably not by size. I think that's probably fun spot. But this is large by the number of individual games to play. Currently sat at 936 games. And every Monday, one is added with a Monday mystery game, live t- streamed on Twitch. The one for the week we were there was the Speed Rumbler, which I played, and it's quite fun. Never knew that. Never played it before. Capcom game. Mm. Running over baddies in a Jeep is worryingly good fun. But by the time this comes out, there'll be another one on the arcade floor somewhere. Don't know where to put it. Do you know what the new game is? It would have come out no, today. No. Oh, because probably, of the time difference, it might not be out yet. Probably two. Oh, yeah, there's one last probably. week as well. Yeah. I'll have to find out. I want to start watching the, the streams on that, actually, because it's interesting to see the new games come out. Mm. I actually saw a game that was on the shop floor that I sent Doc the, the PCB for years ago. Yeah. I got a, a game in a raid called... Oh, help me out. I can't remember it now. It was Nitro Ball. It's an up-screen game, three players. It's a bit like Smash TV, but you're going up the screen vertical. It's scrolling. You're shooting all over the place. I can't recall the name of it, but I sent it to Doc years ago because he didn't. It was one of the games he didn't have, and I didn't want it. And I think the sound didn't work, so I just sent it to him. I think he sent me a Donkey Kong in in return because I needed a Donkey Kong board at the time. But it was nice to actually see that game on the shop floor, and I didn't realise it was a three player game. This place is absolutely vast as well. When I first visited in 2015, it's expanded massively. It was huge then, to be fair. So next door after next door after next door has been purchased and knocked through and then immediately filled with arcade games. I don't think I've ever seen such a blank space where your cat, where a cab could fit and there isn't one in it. Every space has got a cab in it. It's really good. Doc still has huge storage facilities with cabs dying to be played. We spent most of the day here finding new and odd games to play, but I took sick this day and was feeling quite rough. So I stepped out for a bit, left you there. To go for a, a bit of a rest, looking around at Joanne's with wife. So Joanne's is a large fabric and crafts warehouse chain, which we always like to go to. I kept hydrated and tried to keep going, but it was all a bit too much for me. Even though the, the arcade was dark, but brightly lit and loud arcades, they're probably not the best for poorly people. So we'd also touched down in Chicago O'Hare with the Canadian wildfires going on. It didn't help my breathing. So I wasn't going to let some horrible smog and illness ruin my 50th birthday, which was the next day. Oh no. Got back at an earlier time than advertised and took some NyQuil and slipped into the land of Nod for the night. So Doc Mack, the supercharged owner, really, the guy doesn't sleep, stays still for very long, and he has biceps like jackhammers. He has nine separate businesses now, we were told, mostly with arcade games or adjacent to. We tried to catch up with Doc on the first day we were there on that day. We couldn't quite see him as he was being filmed with some interviews for the TV company making a documentary about his life's work with Dark Presence, the game he's doing. It's a mm. combat game Doc has been making, like, forever. I learned about it when I first spoke to him way back in 2015. Doc's got a million ideas going into this game and also has a sequel planned already as well. You know, there's a sequel to the game he hasn't even made yet. Yeah. What did he call it? It's on here, is it? Yeah, we, yeah, we met him and he's done about putting an, an extra floor, like a mezzanine floor, on top of the uh, the arcade. Wow. Do you remember that bit? He's, yeah. So Crazy. he's looking into it because he's run out of space. <laughs> so he's it, building everywhere. upwards. It's building upwards. Absolutely. So 30th of June, next day, which is my birthday day. <laughs> I haven't got me too <laughs> So the hotel decided to send me a surprise gift. This was an unannounced fire alarm practice at 9am we weren't told about. That was good. That made mm. me jump out of bed. I was solidly asleep until this fired me out. 
And I used more expletives than I'd used all year so far when that happened, which was pleasant. Uh. I felt at the time I needed to take a dreaded COVID test because I was feeling very similar to how I did the last time I had it. We were all hoping it was just jet lag, smoke, general traveling weariness. But after an $11 test we all had, I definitely had it. Yay. But you and wife did not. Yeah, after being in the car, yeah. Yeah, which was weird. But I mean, I did felt relieved that you two didn't have it. And my biggest worry is ever making anyone else ill. So for the rest of the trip, I wore an N95 mask everywhere I went. Uh, I went and got some apple-flavoured alcohol gel, was gelling my hands all the time. We rang Doc, told him what had happened, and he was still fine to talk to us. So we were in a well-ventilated area. When we were talking to him, I was masked up to the hill. We met him in the Garabin Glost production offices, which is down the road a little bit. Uh, it's another string to Doc's nine-string bass. This is where they reproduce arcade game art, panels, bezels, etc. This is Gareth and Ghost Reproductions. And they mm. work on their own game with Gareth and Ghost Productions on Dark Presence and the follow-up, Conquering Light, it's called. That's it. Conquering Light. So just talking in the hallway for a while, we could already see a very rare racing game. And Doc was saying there's only two cameras ever made. They're both standing in front of us. Doc's still after some parts for this to make them complete, and then they'll obviously go on the shop floor. He also told us some, some other project he was into, which is, if it comes to fruition, will be very exciting. We're not, we're sworn secrecy on that once, so we're not saying about that. Mm. He spoke of some difficulty in actually getting wooden cabinets nowadays. And Doc explained that he doesn't use brand new reproduced cabinets because of the prices they are nowadays. And also, he likes to use original cabinets. So he also doesn't mind worn out cabinets with history. And we can see the point, and this is why a lot of the cabinets in the Gallop and Ghost do look well used. They're not pristine by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. You probably even recognise some unique shapes of cabinets with alien games in them, sometimes actual alien games. For instance, I saw, sadly for me, a Dig Dug Cabaret, which is one of my Grail cabs, I'd love to get a Dig Dug Cabaret, with Alcon in it. And you could always tell this because Dig Dug and the cabaret only version has a unique off to the right joystick. The joystick's about an inch and a half off to the right. So you always know it's a Dig Dug because it's the same cabinet that um, Tempest and Centipede's in as well. But obviously the joystick is off center and there's a a spinner and a trackball and there's other games. So converting non-profitable games is very common in the 80s and 90s arcade. And this is what Doc has continued with, the conversions. Not profit, of course, because some of the rarities in here wouldn't have even made 10 quid a week back in the day. That's why they're prototypes only. So after speaking with Doc for ages, we saw his massive guitar collection and something new to me. He started another business making Kaiju Kobo statue painting kits. Now, these are the Japanese monsters such as Gojira, Gamera, Ultraman, all that sort of stuff. He makes the molded creatures and supplies paints, etc., to make these impressive statues. This probably accounts for the number of Ultraman and Godzilla games in the Ghost as well, because I did see quite a lot of Japanese-only games like that. So, mm. when we return to the Gallop and Ghost to play much, much, much more, some of the odd games we played will be spoken about in the next section. We did go a bit mad on playing games we've never seen before. Yeah, I made that a point that I was going to do it. Same here. Yeah, we... That the Galloping Ghost for me is my favourite arcade of the trip. I yeah. really do love it. Yeah, it's just it's it's brilliant. It is brilliant. You can just we got lost and we had to phone each other, didn't we? Yeah, like just you, you just do start. lose each other if you don't hang around. You will. Yeah. We, I remember me and Meet Tori were looking for you for a while. We couldn't find you because there's so yeah. many places to be in little nooks and crannies. It's crazy. 
So I said, meet you by the counter. So we had to do yeah, that. Yeah, keep going back to the start there, yeah. So huge thanks to all the ghost staff that looked after us. And of course, the ghost lord himself, Doc Mac. Seriously, this is another must, right? If you go to Illinois and like games and don't go there, you will be arrested by Chicago PD, and quite rightly so. It's a fact. You have yeah. to go to those both arcades if you go to Chicago, because but but take a whole day to do the ghost, a whole day. Well, we went even, twice, even with, didn't even we? with yeah, we went twice because I wasn't feeling well the first day, and we sort of went back and played more games the second day. But if you're going to try and get around a lot of them, as well as talk to people and you know eat for the day and do stuff, you do need two. There's 936 games. Even if you play a few hundred of them, it's still a lot to get through. Mm. But definitely, go, the Underground Retrocade and Gallop and Ghost are definitely the ones to go for. Definitely. Yeah, they're absolutely awesome. So another one we went to on the next day was Prince Arcades. This is yes. 639 East Borton Road. And this is uh, in Bolingbroke, which is like, it's quite a cool place, actually. Uh, this was, it's only open on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. All day, $15. Uh, please see the website for open and closing times. They do def- differ for the day. But this is the first time I've been here. Uh, when we were in Chicago back in 2018, this place wasn't quite open, I think. We, we did know about it, didn't we? But it wasn't quite open then. Yeah. So Jeremy Prince has been in the arcade business for years, buying, selling, and making reproduction in arcade cabinets. Everyone knows him. All the arcade people know him. The arcade itself is in a really nice-looking town called Bolingbroke. The whole place just looks like a very new, clean outlet kind of village um the arcade has a ton of usual suspects and a few oddballs too there was a max headroom cabinet there but wasn't quite working correctly i think it wasn't so much a game but played videos so it's just like a um a fancy arcade machine playing videos i think but for some reason when i started tried to play it or started to start it the screen went off and it couldn't sync the screen there's like a pc in there or something it couldn't sync it so i don't know what's going on with that but you also there, yeah. you also found uh, in the corner at the front a modern looking sort of arcade cabinet. What do you think was a bunch of games run by Raspberry Pi or a PC? I think it was PC, wasn't it? Because it had Donut Dodo on, which is the first time I've ever played it, and Dan Alin. Yeah, so I'm not sure. They must be PC. But yeah, this was a um, very clean looking thing, really nice front end on it. And we played Donut Dodo, Annalyn. Quite welcome surprise, actually, because you've never played those ones before, have you? No, no. Yeah, we had good. quite a good go, Matt. Go then, didn't we? The joystick I was like a bit both of, a, of them. The joystick was a bit of a floppy eight way and didn't quite go well with those games. There's a ton of games on it to play, but it didn't mm. quite go with those. They needed four way really. But they had tons of stuff to play on there. It, had, it was a mixture of like PC arcade games and console arcade versions. We noticed. I think when you played Dig Dug, it was like a NES version or something. I can't remember. There's a ton of stuff on it though. It looked really nice cab as well, really colourful thing. Yeah, and they had a, a licensed cab, mm. which was another sort of a, a, a select your game kind of thing on it. And that had, that had like 1942. And I checked that. There's very little lag. It's an LCD. So I mm. thought that's, that's decent. There's, le- there's like, I don't know, 180 games on there. Oh, wow. 200. So cool. what, so that I think that's kind of trying, trying to make up for not much space. Yeah. We'd put in these two little compilation systems really in with him. Yeah, they were quite nice. They weren't out of place at all, were they? Mm. This place is probably the smallest of the arcade we visited, but it was very well stocked. Everything was good in there. Some nice pinballs too, if that kind of thing floats your ocean-going vessel. 
On returning <laughs> home and researching Prince Arcades, I watched the Prince team making a repro cab on their YouTube videos. Cause they actually sell cabinets to buy, you know, actual flat pack. I think they actually make them. They're not flat pack. They actually make the cabs for you. You can buy an empty cab and fill it yourself, or they'll actually paint the sides, put an arcade monitor in it, multi-game, whatever. So it's very interesting watching how they do that. Very satisfying to see I use similar methods to do these guys when I make cabs in the past. So check mm. out the website for this, all in the notes later on. Um, video game shops of interest. I won't bore you with those. We went to quite a few video game shops looking for things. Some nice shops there, really nice shops. Uh, there's a load of details in the show notes about that. Have a look on there if you're interested in that. And purchases I made of these shops, of course, are in the pickup section. Yeah, a couple more. We went to the Replay Arcade with Sean and Lisa Courtney, didn't I, we? You did. I think you did a video there. Yeah. We, were at, we were actually eating outside because this is our last day and I was still masked up. So I was sitting outside with you lot. I only went into the toilet briefly and a quick look at the cabs and went out. I didn't play them until I didn't touch them. So I was being yeah. careful there. But there was some nice little cabs there. I was there to Dig Dug and um, I think a Gallagher... And a centipede, some pinballs as well, maybe. Two pins, yeah. Two pins, yeah. Nice little place, actually. Good breakfast. That was a really good breakfast there. Yeah, and also, you left this off the notes, so I put it in. Mm. I went to, I went to, you sort of tagged along. Like, Begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> the Dave and Busters. I wanted to see a Dave and Busters, and do you know what it is? It's a family entertainment centre. That, that is the nicest thing you can say about a Dave and Buster's. Massive bar, pool table, ski ball, air hockey. It's like it's like arcade club bury floor one, but times it by ten. But everything. Th- this all particular the new one. Games, yeah. This particular one. I think there's more than one in Chicago in the Chicago area. Yeah. This particular it's one was chain, huge, very very clean. And not as, cause I went in one in New York years ago and it was boiling hot day, sweaty, horrible. It was f- sticky carpet, full of kids running around screaming. It was a cacophony. It was horrible. And that's my, my memory of Dave and Buster's. That's what I always think of when I think of Dave and Buster's. This particular one, even though I, I wasn't interested in it at all, at least it was clean and tidy and airy. And big. It had, it had massive yeah. games. You imagine like a family arcade center would be. It's got like big phone arcade games and they don't use tickets anymore. A lot of redemption games, they use a card. So there's no yeah. wasteful tickets anymore. You just tap your card on and if you win, you get points on the card and you go and redeem it at the big shop there for a toy or something later on. Yeah. But there was a big place to eat there and drink. There's this big sports bar with you know, sports games being shown on the TV. And so we just had a drink there when you let you off. It was almost like Tori and I were the parents. We let the kid off into the into the arcade <laughs> and you did your video around there. I'm glad yeah. you went though. And it was, that was it's probably a nicer experience than I had, put it that way. Yeah, everything was like double size. There's a lot of raw three-wheel games. So if... If the Fast and Furious games, you got four bikes. Yeah. The Mario games, you got four Mario Karts. The only like cab the- that sort of interested me, as you went through the door, there was a charity machine with a, like, um, where the coin box is like a clear thing and you put money in for some charity and you can play, I think, some of the Namco games like Pac-Man, uh, Gallagher, Reunion kind of thing. Mm. But that's the only game I was really, because they, they had one of the massive LED display Space Invaders. And they had the big Pac-Man one and Gallagher as well. 
But that's yeah, the only the, thing that was sort of our adjacent to what we like. Everything else yeah, was all no, brand new. No retro, but, but no. loaded, like, yeah, mostly Raw Thrills games. Everything was like the four-player version of it, like a yeah. four-player gun yeah, game, yeah, like yeah. huge. Because like, that's probably the only place you can play those kind of games. You obviously can't play them at home. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the, the place to go to play those games. There was like We saw a Crossy Road LCD game, and there were little rides and stuff. Yeah, it was it's the kind of thing you take a birthday party full of kids to. That kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not for us. Not for us. Not for us, but I'm glad I saw it. It's the, the nearest thing we've got, I suppose, is a Namco Funscape. Oh, we went in one in the, in the Metro Centre in Namco Funscape. It was just, it was poor. Yeah. It was like a really bad Blackpool Seafront job. Ooh. It, it was like a few crane grabbers, a few rides, and it just looked run down and mm. knackered. Yeah, those things have sort of passed their day in the UK now, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm so glad there's more retro arcades getting more attention uh, and these old run-down places. I mean, back in the, in the 80s, that those places would have been traditional arcades and we would have loved it. That's the kind of thing we were into. But mm. now it's sort of like, yeah, not so good now. The kind of thing maybe the grannies go to put the coin slots in, you know, the pushers. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that in like Coral Island in Blackpool. Horses, At least Cor- for Coral horses. Island look, looks okay, but yeah, yeah, disappointed with that. But Dave and Buster's, I'm glad I went. I know what it's like now. It is an FEC, as I say in America, a family entertainment centre. Lots and of children. Better lots. than that, you don't need to go again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, won't, I won't be bothered going again. But hmm. yeah, I'm glad I went. Oh, this will be a big section. This next one. What have we been playing? So, for me, Mario Brothers again. It's oh. still in my horizontal pony on a 19-in-1, just playing that one game. And I still haven't beaten my 96,000. I want to get 100 grand and I'll stop playing it. I still, I just, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I used to hate the game. And now I play mm. it. I was playing it on my, on my Famicom the other day. I was doing something with Famicom. And I had to get some cartridges for someone because I've, I've got a little side project going on at the moment. I need to send someone some cartridges to to borrow. And I was just trying that in because it was there and I've got two of them. I was just playing that for like half an hour. What is wrong with me? Brilliant game. <laughs> I know you don't like it. I love it. Uh, Murtop, I've been playing a little bit of that on a Switch. Uh, Dr. Topple, of course, in my little cab over there, the Vartex Cadet. I'm playing it for the, uh, the month's game. Star Force. Always go back to Star Force. Uh, Hoppy Hop, which is a PC... Steam game. I think it's coming out on other formats. A little bit more on that later on. Exit X's. Love that game. Still you love it. that one, don't you? Still love it. Uh, and games from the arcades in America, which has sort of nudged us back into the arcade game playing again. Pandora's Palace. Remember that one? Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? I think we did that on about Podcast 65. It's a long time ago. Yeah. And that was a game you played as a kid, wasn't it? I don't... Don't no, I don't think I did. Did you not? Because I mean, I think you chose that one. It's a delightful little game. Because I, I looked, have done, you know, I, I looked done. up the old podcast. I didn't listen to it. I looked it up. And I was reading through the notes, and you got the top score. You got two hundred seventeen thousand, and you beat Charlie Far. I think Charlie Far got one hundred ninety odd thousand, but Tori, my wife, got one hundred seven thousand, and I got ninety seven thousand. I've been playing it recently, and I'm I'm nearly at 150,000 now. I've got quite good at it, and I've been really into it. I love that game. It's so good game, really, really good. 
But as well as that, on that cab, I was playing on the, the vertical jammer thingy, is a game called Rock and Rope. Because Pandora's Palace reminded me of it, both Konami, similar mm. era, 1983-84. So I've been really getting into Rock and Rope. It's rock hard, that game, but there is certain ways of playing it. You play tactics, you can get some good scores on it if you play the tactics. Yeah, we did that one, didn't we? We did that as well, yeah. Uh, mm. A little bit later on, I think. It's hard work. And I, for some reason, I got on that score, I got 25,000. I can only get 19,000 now. I can't even beat my old score at the moment. I'm still going at it, though. We played, in the Galloping Ghost, a game called Mission Craft. This is a totally ripped-off shooter from, a, uh, I think, a Korean company called Sun. Apparently, it uses graphics and sounds from the Warcraft games, which I know nothing about. I have no idea. But it's a nice shooter with all, all the enemy craft and yours all have health bars, which is weird for a shooting game. I don't think mm. I've ever seen a, a game, a shooting game with health bars. Which is I odd. I don't know, maybe, maybe. Seen no, I know you're more into the shooting design, but I'm, I've never seen one with health mm. bar before. MAME, I tried it on MAME the other day, but I got quite a new version of MAME. MAME reports the sound doesn't work, but there is a background tune, which really doesn't go with the game. I think it's stolen from uh, Warcraft. And there's no there's no uh, gameplay effects on the MAME version. I don't know if they're, they're not there on purpose, because this game never really came out, I don't think. It was just a bit of a rip-off. Did you play Giant's Monster Counterattack? No, I did. Played that one. I took a picture of the. I took a picture of some of the marquees just to remember what the games were. Never seen this before. Rare as hell. Galloping Ghost, obviously. Uh, so was Mission Craft. This is a crazy Godzilla type game I've never seen before. It's crazy as hell. Kind of like King of the Monsters on Neo Geo, but before that. <laughs> I found out why Doc probably has that in his arcade, apart from the fact they've got lots of other rare one-off games. This is the kind of thing Doc's into, these um, these monster-style things. Yeah. There, was, there was about three or four games together, all sort of like Ultraman, Gojira, monsters, crazy Japanese things I've never seen before. Did you play... You did, didn't you? You played Arena with me. Mm, that's that's weird, like with a spinner. That is not in main. I couldn't find it in main. It It, it is a... Prototype again, isn't it? I don't know because I I seen it in the Ghost years ago and I played it there then. And I yeah. thought it was actually really good, but it's a spinner and a four way joystick game from Gottlieb. It there is an arena game in main, but it's not that. So you play a wizard. You can fly around the outside of the screen on sort of like rails. They're different shape rails, not just a square rail. It's like different shape rails, and you can fire four ways into the middle, which is the arena at the baddies. But when they get onto the rails you're on. They change into whirlwinds and chase you around the thing. You can shoot them away, which is a really bizarre game. It's really good, but it's odd. Mm. You need you need a trackball or a spinner or something to play it in main. But I've not seen it in main, so I don't think that's one's been released. Did you play Mars? It's been at arcade club for for a few months and then disappeared again. Because Mars, I played Mars at the arcade barn in Exmouth years and years and years ago. It's an oddly cool but quite janky game from Arctic, which I think was a UK company, Arctic. Um, mm. it's the best way to describe it is a twin stick scramble. Mm. So imagine like 1981 with twin sticks. I think it's about the same time. Runs on scramble hardware. So maybe included on the Phil Murray multi scramble game one day. Fingers crossed. And for some reason in the main version, there's no weird hymn-like music. On the arcade one, 
we used to call it the Lord's Game because it's got really weird, like, hymn music, like a religious hymn. It's really mm. odd music, but I couldn't, I couldn't hear the one in, in the ghost because it was quite loud in there. But I remember having some weird music and it's only got sound effects in Maine. But that is a good little game. It's a good little twin stick shooter, that one. Did you play the Crystal of Kings? No. These are ones that most people wouldn't have heard of because they're really yeah. rare. This is from Brazosoft, Brazosoft in 2001. It works in Maine, but the graphics aren't quite right. They've got bits missing out of them. So it's basically a game where you're on the back of a mythical beast. If you think of the rideable creatures in Golden Axe, it's like that all the time. And it's actually quite a good right. game. It's quite an ambitious game for the time as well. It's got loads of like um, scaling effects on it. It's quite cool. I also played Penguin Brothers, which is from a weird company called Subsino in 2000. Uh, it's a groovy tumble pop kind of platform game with bombs and penguins. Very cool game. Lots of sprite scaling. You can't go wrong with a bomb and a penguin, can you? Can't go wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the only pinball I played, or I played half decently, is Varcom. Yes. Very, 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 very rare game. A vertical pinball from Williams housed in a very smart stenciled arcade cabinet. Now, this thing is very cool to play. It uses a small, very small standard plane play field in the bottom of the cab. Because when we went in 2018, we got to look inside the cabinet. It's got a little play field at the bottom of the cab. And it uses a, um, uh, a Pepper's effect, ghost effect with a half mirror to project it onto what you're looking at in front of you, like an arcade cabinet, and use the two two joysticks, isn't it? Yes. Rather than buttons yeah. for flippers. Yeah. And mm. it's just like a little pinball, but it works really well when it looks like it's vertical. It's not, obviously, but it looks vertical. Crazy rare. And you can play it in a Gallop and Ghost in the pinball venue. Oh, do we forget to say that the Gallop and Ghost has a separate pinball parlour with over 45 games? Mm, the pinball parlour is really good as well. It's nice. I spent some time in there. I, yeah. Uh, did you see the Joust cocktail pinball? Very rare. Big God. as well, isn't it? Big yeah, tabletop it thing. Yeah. Um, I, we didn't play it, or I didn't, but you play across from each other like a cocktail game. It's a two-player game. Mm, two, two sets of So you are jousting with a ball. Yeah. Very weird. All the artwork's jousty, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very... I took, took loads of pictures of that. The game they had there, which I was disappointed wasn't on was Caveman. Have you ever played Caveman Pinball? Don't think so. It's a really odd game. It's got a video section. So you do certain things and you get a video game as well. It's If you think of like Granny and the Gators, Baby Pac-Man, that kind of thing with a video in there as well. And it's a really good little game, but it wasn't on for some reason. It's quite a rare game. I've seen it at other pinball places before in America, but that's a really good game. What mm-hmm. was that Exa Arcadia game they've got? They've got one Exa Arcadia game in Galloping Ghost. What was it called? Vitra, V-I-T-R-A, Vitra Hexa. Vitra Hexa. It's yeah. kind of like a Gradius game, isn't it? Darius, more, more like, yeah, more like but a Darius. very fancy and modern. It came out yeah. like two or three years ago? Yeah, it, it plays really well. It's horizontal thing, it plays really well, yeah. Nice game, yeah, really nice game. Looks mm. awesome. So what one did you play? What I've played, I've played Dr. Popple, Dr. Topple. Of course. Obviously. Uh, in USA, the ones that stuck out for me that I didn't really play before, Donut Dodo and Annie Lynn, as we've talked about, Alligator Hunt is a really strange one. Nothing to do with alligators. Alligator Hunt? Was yeah. that a video game? I didn't know I saw that. Yeah. You told me about it. What do you do in Alligator Hunt? I've forgotten. Oh, good. That's great. Is it in Maine? Hey. 
kids. It's a bit like Cabal. Yes, you can roll. You can roll left and right and shoot the shoot these ships. Do you know what? Oh, come on, I've forgotten. It's a shoot 'em up. What was that game? Oh, you can go on a skateboard as well. Good. All it's alligators really, go on skateboards, don't they? It's really weird. There's nothing to do with alligators. What was the game we were talking about where you're running along and you press a button to shoot guys in front of you and you press another button to shoot guys in the foreground so you're shooting towards yourself playing? Remember that That's one? Ri- Riot. Riot. That was a weird yeah. game, wasn't it? That I was couldn't get my head around that. mystery games, though. I couldn't work out shooting into the screen and then shooting out of the screen. My brain wouldn't allow me to do it. I couldn't play it. Good idea, though, yeah. if you're that way inclined. There's a cannon spike, which is like a... I think it's on Naomi Hardware. That was like a, a twin-stick kind of... Reminded me of Dead Nation on the PS3. Okay. Kind of, kind of a twin-stick attack by people. I played the Holoseum games. I played them in 2018, but I just can't get on with them. I just don't. They're just a gimmicky... They're clever-looking things, aren't they? But I don't think there's much gameplay there. Yeah, no. they've got right. two in the Galloping Ghost. Two. Yeah, it's sort of, sort of a cutscene kind of game. I didn't get on with them. Mm-hmm. I've played, before we left, Ibarra, which is a That's cave a common game. game, though, isn't it? It's, it's a cave game. Yeah. And apparently, the guy saw what did he saw he saw battle Gregor, the the owner of cave at the time mm. and battle Gregor had 60 bullets on the screen so she says i'm going to put 100 bullets on the screen with the bar that wasn't wise no it's, it's a people don't the cave fanatics don't really like it it's, it doesn't feel like a cave game yeah it, it's difficult to play it's so hard but I've Every, even, I've, when i've read people on like shmup forums and stuff and and um arcade otaku everyone always goes on about a bar being just insane difficult mm. so I, I wouldn't even go near it it doesn't even look like a cave game mm. but also because i had so much success playing super hang on with a joystick and a button yes I, i've been playing other games with joystick uh, racing games with oh, joystick and God, button why S- suzuka eight hours one and two that they work really well with the joystick and a button yeah. suzuka eight hours they're very good yeah. and also i've been just wherever I've been, I've been playing loads of pinballs underground. Retrocade. Oh, why? Galloping goes pinball, nerg. I don't know. I just got so into them. Are you actually playing them properly or are you just batting balls around? I'm learning. I'm learning on it. We, I just watched, cannot be bothered. We watched a guy called Andy Foster from the NLP, the Northern Lights Pinball Guys. Mm. And me and Mark Happy do room rounds. And I think you got a replay at 60 million and Mark got it. I'm Deadpool. And this guy... It's phenomenal watching him play. If you, you, you know, like you watch like Charlie Farr play on, mm. on Twitch or something, and he just watching someone good play play a game well is really nice to watch. Mm. Watching someone just faffing around and not doing anything that's not any good. But if you watch someone who's good at the game, it's really entertaining. And this this Andy Foster he was playing on Deadpool, mm-hmm. and he got he was getting like eight hundred million on his first ball. Oh and all these little tricks, like multi-ball, he would trap one ball on a flipper and play the multi-ball with the other flipper. Oh, wow. And just tap in the side of the machine and, like, incredible, incredible player. Yeah, that sort of stuff doesn't appeal to me. Like, you know, because yeah. when, when you... The, pin, the thing about pinball, all, all the pinball heads out there are going, oh, you idiot, I know they are, is when you drain a ball or it goes down the side and you, you don't get to it quick enough to stop it going down, it's just mm. frustrating and I can't... I can't do it. And I know there's yeah. ways of stopping it doing that. And that's the, obviously the game, name of the game to keep the ball in play. Mm. I just don't. I just get, I just nah, can't be bothered with it. Can't be, can't be asked. 
really I think can't. you've got to learn the game and learn when to nudge. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. And, yeah, inc- incredible. Loads and loads of pinballs, just tons. And also... What is this? This is the weirdest game I spotted at the Ghost. I thought, I've got to play this. It's yeah. called The Chinese Exorcist. Right. By God knows who. Oh. 1988 it's got on the uh, marquee. Yeah. And I played it, and it's like a very janky, like, three-frame animation beat-em-up. Oh, God, it looks tall. <laughs> Did you play, is it Tattoo Warriors? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh, that is so janky. It's it's like a sort of Mortal Kombat kind of thing. It wasn't really finished, and it wasn't very good. I think Doc's got the only one ever made. It looks good <laughs> in the cabinet, but it's a terrible game. Yeah, so Chinese Exorcist Kids. I don't know if it's on main. Ooh. Oof. Very, very weird. But we played some odd games, some very odd games, and some familiar games, which is nice. Yes. Arcade news. Okay, uh, Batsugan Special Edition is coming to the X Does it ever stop? Does it ever stop? What, Batsugan? Yeah, you're always going on about it. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. And Battle Butt Rider, whatever it's called. It's the first bullet hell, really, and it kind of... So yeah, that that'll be good, and um, because it's Will extra it? arcade, they'll probably have loads of different bolt-ons and extra mm. weapons and stuff. And the only game I'm looking forward to on Exo Arcadia is the two-player version of Donut Dodo. Mm. Mm, that's gonna be interesting. I hope so someone in the UK gets it. Yeah, oh, it's right. the only version that's gonna have it. The home versions will not have the two-player version apparently. Because I did ask. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Ar- uh, Anna Lynn the modern old-style arcade, which we really like, has got a wider release on Switch, and I bought it, even though I've got it already on the PC. Uh, I took this to France on my Switch, uh, played it there for a little while. After looking on Steam, I found out that an arcade patch has been made for Annalyn using main set keys, you know, one, two, one player, two player start, five put coins in, etc., etc., and all the buttons. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a lot easier to set it up on a cabinet. And I've actually got Annalyn on one of my pony cabinets, and I play it quite a lot on there. It's good. Uh, I think Murtop and Donut Dodo are having the same kind of treatment as well. So you can play it in a mm-hmm. cab easier. That's where they belong. That's where they belong in a cab. They look brilliant they in a cab and play they really do. well in a cab. Oh, arcade news, sort of arcade news. Lego yeah. Pac-Man is all over the internet. Um, it's a waste of 229 quid. Yeah, it's a Pac-Man that you, you can't you play can, it, can you? You can build it. And it's got like a, it looks nothing like a cabinet. It looks nothing like a Pac-Man cabinet. You can't play it. I think some bits in the back move. Yeah. You, you can wind a handle or something it moves. I do not see the point. You can't even play Pac-Man on it. And Why don't they just release a little thing. diorama or some character, you know, the, the the Lego people? Why don't they just li- release a Pac-Man and Dig Dug and Mr. Driller and some of the Namco characters as, as Lego figures? That'd be, I'd buy them. But mm. this is, just doesn't, it seems really weird. It's like a thin, skinny thing. And it's yeah. just not very good. It's not very good. Yeah. Don't see the point. Sorry. No. Sorry, Move Lego. On. Sorry, Lego. Have you seen this thing on pixelheart.eu? No. This is a little bar top, like a modern thing, but it's a Visco branded one. And they did a lot right. of Neo Geo games. Captain Tomaday yeah. and some, some good shooters, yeah. Did yeah. they do... Let's have a list of the games. Oh, I can't see the games at the moment. Did they do Viewpoint? Is that a Visco game? Oh, I don't know. Have to check it out. Won't we? Mm, that is a good one. But yeah, it's it's like a little bar top thing with a little what ten inch screen, twelve inch LCD screen. Mm. It looks fairly neat, but it's modern thingy. 
joystick, four buttons, Neo Geo kind of thing. Mini arcade bar top. How much is it? It didn't say, does it? No. A couple of hundred quid, I would have thought. Easy. Uh, and Rezevious. I think someone's done a version of Zevious. They've remade it. Be interesting. Oh, yeah. I'll what what on? PC, I believe. Still, mm. so I'll have to look into that one. Not really done much uh, info on that one. Biscuits with you. Biscuits with you. I learned about you. Biscuits with you. Have you had a pink tart lately, sir? No, I haven't, darling. No, they look, they look but I can't see them. The packet looks nice. Is that after you've eaten them all? I've eaten them, yeah. yeah. I found these in the cheap shops. You know the cheap shops like your, your B&M, your pound shops, your home bargains, your Wilco, that kind of stuff, the cheap sort mm. of hardware come food shops? They do yeah. have very, very, very good biscuit sections, sir. Oh, yes. Mm. It's worth that, the trip alone. And I found these little things. They're called tartlets, raspberry-flavoured tartlets. They're by McVitie's, so they're tried-and-trusted biscuits. Little pink things with, like, a sort of pinky raspberry-flavoured cream on there and a buttery biscuit. Ooh! Base, base, Ooh, base. pink <laughs> They are really good, mate. You can eat them. They're only, they're only like, about 40 millimetres, 4 centimetres diameter. They're little tiny right. things, yeah. but they go down very Easily. Very nice. Ooh. Oh, right. and these minty f- <laughs> <laughs> that Pete and Kristen gave us. These are Pepperidge Farm Milano Mint Chocolate Biscuits. I've just seen the price of $5.09. a lot of money. They're Expensive ace. biscuits, but... Oh, God, they were good. Sell by the 10th of January. Oh, they were, oh, they were gone well before then. Actually, that's... That's you noshed a load of them. It. That's why I took them with me. They were so good. That's Little the minty ones. Thing in it. So ten one is October the first. Yes, but yeah, Milano 10-1. mint chocolate. If you're in America, get yourself a bag of them. So good. From I got these from Basil the same. You weren't there. Sorry. Oh you, yeah. You missed, same again. Biscuits, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. This was to make up for the banana jammy Ooh, dodgers he gave us last year. I think that was last minute. These were lovely. My son's had half of them. Fox's Fabulous Indulgent Centre Cookies Triple Chocolate. Do you know what? It's triple chocolate. Oddly enough, wife bought some of them last week, and we had a few of them. They're quite nice. Exactly the same packet. Yeah, they're good. He's insane, that Basil the same. Yes, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, Uh, Mr. Harnan. Thank you very much, yourself. Before we go any further, I've got a bone to pick with you. Go on. Where are the biscuits from Funk? They are under a desk at Nerg. What did you do, Sean? I've forgotten. What did you do? What did you do? I was driving home and Phil from Nerg, he said, you'd left a bit, left a box of biscuits here. I said, oh no. I knew I thought That's like leaving somewhere. a newborn child somewhere, like at a train shoes. station. Sometimes they get me shoes and, and like, like me, Sean, my wallet and my wallet. You're and fired, get out. I said to Phil, I said, well, you can share them among your Nerg staff that we do in the teardown. What biscuits were they? Well, Phil opened the box and he said, oh, I can see some Biscoffs and some oh. else and some else. Mm. So thanks, Mr. Funk. But they have gone to a good cause. They've yeah. gone to get the lads through that horrible teardown that I have been a part of many times. The Funkster grassed you right up. He sent me an email about this. <laughs> you have been grassed right up, Sam. Sorry, Funkster, but Nerg people would have really enjoyed him, I'm sure. So would I, Sean. Yeah, I'll buy you, I'll buy you some Biscoffs. They're nice. Yeah, I know you bloody well. <laughs> Recent pickups. I bought 
some Uh-oh. white tea molding for the Vartec Cadet. This is from Arcade World UK, which I get a lot of my stuff from. This is a correct size, three quarter inch. Because uh, I did buy some from someone on Jam up uh, from. No, I bought Maybe. some from UK Vac, and they right. didn't realise it was the wrong wrong size stuff, and they, they gave me a refund. But I got the right stuff. I just needed this to finish off the part made. I need. I've got. I've got a part made back door. I just need to. Put the lock on it, put the bottom bracket in, and paint it, and that'd be the cab finished then. Um, but I'm seriously thinking about getting a better tube for that cab because it's got really quite bad 1943 burn on it, a game I don't even like. So when you're yeah. playing light-coloured games, you can see it quite badly. And that little cabinet is one of my favourites at the moment. I play that all the time. And I might just treat it to a new tube when I can find one mm. for it. Yeah. Was that it 19 thing- inch, did you say? No, it's a 14-inch, small one. Oh, Most of my nice. cabs are 14 inch, actually. They're all the cabaret yeah. size ones. I bought Murtop from itch.io for the PC, Mac, and Linux. You get it all, all three versions if you buy that. It. It's only about a fiver. It deserved mm-hmm. it. It's a good game. Uh, from France, when I was in France, there's a game place there called gamecash.fr. It's like a, a small chain of game shops. They did a lot of like Funko Pops, modern PS4, PS5 games, Xbox, all that sort of stuff. But they did have a really, really decent retro section with quite some mm-hmm. rare stuff in there. And I bought something called a Super Cassette Vision. But it's not the normal Japanese version. This is a Yeno French version. It's quite a rare game anyway, a rare console anyway. And it's got similar technology to Atari 7800 or the NES Famicom. Yeah. Only 30 games are ever released for it on cartridge. Uh, most are hard to find. Some are very expensive. Um, the French Yeno version is even harder to find. So I picked up the two games that were next to it, uh, Wheelie Race and Galaxy. Battle in Galaxy, which is... Ooh, what's that? It's another, it's another name in the Japanese version, but Battle in Galaxy. It's kind of like a Galaxian kind of thing. It's good. But I like this machine because it is RVB Scart. Rouge, vert, bleu. Red, green, blue. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they had, they had, uh, RGB SCART in France. Uh, and it works perfectly on my PVM monitor and the UK power supply. Obviously, I use a different plug, but it's just nine volts, center, center negative. Um, it's a really nice little thing. And you can get, uh, a set of four multi-carts for it, which plays every single game made for the thing. So I'm going to buy them for it. So I've got every single game on there. I don't want to be buying, expensive single cartridges for it because that's quite expensive. I think Pole Position 2, which came out on it, is about 300 quid to buy. It's really expensive. Oh, yeah, but you can, get it on, heck. you can get it on a multi-cart. I think the four games are about 100 euros. So I'll probably buy them get over game because it's got um, Mappies on there, Sky Kids oh. on there. So there's some good, good, well, good games on there. And they're quite mm. cute little boxes as well. Look at that. Oh, yeah, they're quite nice. They're yeah. quite nice little things. And the little, yeah, the little oh. thing itself is tiny. It's really, really cute. Look at the size of those joysticks, Sean. Oh, look at the buttons on there. That would be, be a bit of a... Little tiddlers. bit of an achy hand joystick, that, isn't it? But they're so small, it doesn't really hurt your hand. It's for children. Children! <laughs> I also, from the same shop, bought a small LCD game and watch thingy called Superu Kusu. Basically, Cheeky Crow. Where you've got to shoot crows before they have a dump on you from above, of course. That's what crows do, isn't it? Some of them. Dirty gets. Dirty crows. Uh, I also got, did I tell you I was looking for a PS2 Slim? Yeah. But I was looking for a very specific version of it, one with a serial number or a model number of 79,000. 
So yeah. I've, I've just found my mate in the Barrows, Jim, he actually found a 79,002 for me and he gave me for a very good, for a good price. So I can now go ahead with a super slim, tiny mod for it, which decreases the size of a PS2 slim to about the size of three CD co- cases in size. So what I've done is I've wired in an SD card to the second memory stick port on it. And you can actually, there's a, there's a soft one you can do to load games off the SD card. So I'm going to do away with the DVD drive altogether, completely get rid of it. And then the case I showed you earlier, that 3D printed case, yeah. that's the total size of the PS2. Wow. And it'll have like, um, it won't have an optical drive in it, which have nothing in there. So I'm interested in doing that. I've been after one of them for a little while now. It's quite good. In the US, I picked up two Famicom carts, Castle Excellent and Eurasia Yatsura. Both platform games, very, very good to play. Uh, I got a grey version NES Zapper. I've never had one of these for Duck Hunt, and I've got that cart coming very soon. Uh, and this particular one hasn't got orange on it. It's just a grey one, which I think is the US version, and it goes nicer with my AV Famicom. So. I also bought 20 uh, original repros Curly Vectrex cables. This is the proper reproduction ones. They look exactly like the original uh, controller cables for it, which I will use on my joysticks. Cheese it from the Cortinese. This is what uh, Sean and Lisa gave us. We gave them, when we saw them the first time. I got two boxes of the damn things. He knows the way to our hearts, as well as a steak knife through the handkerchief pocket. But that's another story. Are you enjoying your cheese it, young man? No. Are they gone? You know why? They've gone. They've been stolen, haven't they? I, I got, because I only had hand luggage, I got two boxes of cheese. It's one from Sean and one I bought myself. Yeah. And they've disappeared. Wife oh, really? Son have really? Them. I've, I've had, I've done, I've had, I've, I've had like two. Really? But i tell you what I did get, I did like in America, which you can't get here. Cookie dough Twix. I knew you were going to, oh, no, go on. I know what you're going to go on about Cook- now. And, yeah. from Dunkin' Donuts, which is Has it got pecans in it, by any chance? It's the, it's the iced coffee pecan crunch, whatever it is, ice cream kind of a mixed thing, isn't yeah. it? It's and it had about like 19,000 st- calories in it. 680 calories each. <laughs> you had, had two in the same day. Did I? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I had, I had three in total, but oh, they're lovely, but you could, there's not many Dunkin' Donuts in the UK, and that, no. that is not on the menu. Oh, luckily so for you, you're the size of a barrel if you keep drinking those. They were gorgeous, Sam. That's like a meal. Mm. Oh, we also got some vinyl-made creatures designed by Jeff Lee, who did all yes. the graphics for Cubert, and uh, made yeah, by got- Gallop and Ghost Productions. I've got a paint mine. I need some purple paint for that guy because I think are they from? Got- they, they look a bit Cuberty, don't they? They are. I think they are. I think I think they're the, the wrong way and ugh the ones we've got. Yeah. The guys that go sideways up the game. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But I'm going to paint mine. I need, I need purple for his main body, red and white for his teeth and lips, and black for his eyes. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'll get some paint. Some, I think you use poster paints or vinyl paints. I have to look into that. Yeah, that was for... Uh, Airfix or Humbrol, something like that. Doc Matt gave us them, didn't he? They're awesome, aren't they? Really cool. Friendly shout-outs. Thank you to Ed Horse for a start. For the Toffee Pops, which are also really good, amazing things. And the Famicom cart, which is Babaluk no Denzetsu. Good game. Oh, good. Uh, also, Josian, the developer behind Hoppy Hop. Very good of him to send the game for me to have a look at. Uh, Scott Lambert, of course, an underground retrocade. Awesome guy. Fantastic place to be. I think you are gushing earlier about the place. Brilliant. 
The Pie Factory Team North, Edgewater Sean and the lovely Lisa. Not sure where she's from, but if lovely were a place, she'd be from there. Oh, that's nice. They're coming to the UK soon. He's going to watch. Oh, excellent. He's got a holiday and he's going to be watching The Who at one of the big venues in, in London. Ooh, That'd be good. He loves 60s music, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Mack, of course, and all the staff who looked after us at Galloping Ghost on both the days. Uh, all the shop owners and staff at the various video game shops I went into, especially Sean Kelly at Video Games Now and Then. Brilliant shop. Vectrex owners will know his name for all the glorious reproductions he does for the Vectrex community. I also learned that he is part of the Video Game Museum in Texas too, which I really would like to get to one day. Sounds awesome, that place. Oh, lovely. I echo all of that above. Echo, echo. And also the lovely stuff at Nerd and some of my very best friends who went to Nerd with me. So I've written them down. Mm-hmm. Tony Arcade Club, Mark Happy Dude, Tronad Soul, Tiny Dan, here's Jimmy and Neil 20 to 5. Mm-hmm. We all sort of met up for meals and had cuddles and, you know, a few kisses. Got a bit embarrassing, especially in public. But what? I sent, mm. I bought something from France for Mr. 20 to 5. He should, mm. he should have it probably today or tomorrow. No, tomorrow, I think. That'd be interesting for him. Do you know that the, the big raffle at NERG was a mm. PS, PS5 and a controller and a game? Did you win it? No, Neil did. Did he? Yeah, he won it, yeah. Oh, good on him. You lucky get. Mm. Cool. Nice one. That's good. I never win anything. So I was, I just spoke about, um, having Hoppy Hop sent to me. This is a new slash old game from Josian. Uh, it's for PC through Steam, Xbox, modern consoles and Switch. It's a brand new take on Qbert, but this time with a cute wabbit. Everyone's doing wabbits at the moment. You can draw Hoppy on a number of large isometric levels. So like, it's kind of like Qbert on gas. They're bigger levels, different shape levels, not just, you know, triangles, uh, pyramids, whatever. And you need to hop on floor parts to change the colour to complete level, just like Cuba. It's a new version of Cuba. A main enemy pursues you while a few more roam the level, basically getting in your way. Um, the power-ups periodically appear in the centre of the level, which has got some clever power-ups in there. And there's also some boss levels later on, which I haven't quite got to yet. But the whole game is really nice looking. But it's it's not quite arcade style. It more It looks to me more like a SNES game, perhaps. Very pixelated graphics. Very colourful and lots of different themed levels as well. It's a really, really good little game. And it's not quite as hard as Qubits. You can actually quite get into quite a few levels. It's really good. Really, I totally um, recommend it. It's a brilliant game. Okay, Pico 8 Arcade Debate. We have to try and do a little bumper for that, I think. Pico 8 Arcade Debate. Don't be late. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. No, you went too far then. Yeah, got two games. Actually, I'm going to talk about one game and then... Just mention the other games. So I've not mentioned it much, and then talk mm. about it in detail next time. Mm. Moon Patrol, Mooney Patrol, a very good version of the arcade. I won't say it's as good to be honest. It's still yeah. just as difficult, mm. but there must be some kind of routine on on the Pico that does really good explosions because a lot of games use it. Yeah. So everything explodes like like the Defender explosions. Particle, They're all ru- particle effects. That's the word. Mm. I, th- I think there's some kind of routine, and yeah, must be. They all look very it. similar, don't they? Because they use yeah. it in um, Berserk when you get killed, blood flies out. It looks like that as well. Mm. I really like it. It's cool. It's, it's yeah, yeah, like you said, it seems a bit faster. It, it's it's very fluid. It, mm. it plays really well. I've not played it a lot to be honest. I have to play it some more, but it's quite. Uh, I'd say it's close to the original. I think as close as you can get in that sort of 
square frame. Square, yeah. Uh, I, the, I disagree. Well, I like it better than the arcade version because I'm not that keen mm-hmm. on the arcade version. It's harder. Mm-hmm. This seems a bit faster, probably due to the square play area. The screen is smaller to the left and right because mm-hmm. obviously it's a horizontal game in, in the arcade 4-3, whereas this is 1-1, one, one, isn't it? The, the ratio yeah. of the screen. The music's nicer than the original game too. I particularly like the cartoon where you jump and you leave your wheels behind for a second and your wheels sort of catch up with you when you jump. Mm. Very cute. Still just as annoyingly hard as the arcade version though for me. I'm not very good at it, but it, I do like it. Chunky. Chunky. It's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing with this. And I've, I've going to save this one for the next time because I want to play it some more, but I got sent a, I think it's just a link to an itch.io page or his own page. Yeah. Uh, Louis, Louis Chapman, Calican, bullet hell on the Pico 8. And it, it is a bullet hell. You can scrape yeah. bullets. You can, you have got a small hitbox. There's loads of bullets. I don't know how the hell he's done it. I've only played it for a few minutes. I don't want to do a full, in, a, a full interview, a full review. Until I'm going to give you a review of it right now. You don't like bullet hell though. Pointless. All bullet hell games are pointless. No, they're not. They're rubbish. If this game, right, had a settings page to dial down the stupid amount of projectiles, this would be a great shooter because it it looks really good. Even less room to dodge bullets makes it infinitely more annoying for me. I'm not a fan. Although this game does look the nuts. It looks brilliant. It looks really, really good. But I just do not like those games. If you could dial down the, the, the bullets, like have a settings page and dial down the bullets to make it a standard shooter, I would love it. I but just, at the moment, it's just, ugh, no, can't be dealing with that's it. That's not the point of them. Yeah, you've got to weave through That's the why they're bullets. pointless. There is no point. You've got to weave through the bullets and you get, no. that, you get, you get that feeling when you come out the other side. Neil was on about it. You, you come out through like a, a curtain of bullets and you're unscathed. And yes, there's not, there's not a feeling like it in gaming. I do honestly. not get that. I like shooting stuff. Mm. Right in face. Right in face. So I'm going to review I, that I like the shooting running. more than the dodging. The dodging's just annoying. Calican, we'll put a link in the no shows. Mm. It does look really it. impressive on the PK. I'm gonna play it, really it properly does. and then review it properly next time. And I still won't like it. I have played it and still don't like it, but it's very yeah. well done. Well, if you like that kind of thing, it's brilliant. It's good. It's have good. you done me a quiz? I have done you a quiz. Ooh. Hit it. Arcade Master Quiz. I was gonna do another massive multiplayer quiz, but don't do that. It gets too complicated. Yeah, it is. Right, so this is all based on our trip to America, right? Oh, cool, okay. I like this already. Strap in, everyone. Question one, there's lots of bonus points here, by the way. Mm -hmm. Question one, Galloping Ghost Productions, right? Yes. What is the address, the number? Oh, it's up the road, isn't it? Yeah, if, if if you look on the notes, you'll see what Galloping Ghost's address is. Sorry, the arcade... This is the re- this is the reproduction address. Uh, I'd forty-three ninety Ogden Avenue. No, if you look at Galloping Ghost, I can't guess it. Come on, hang on. Galloping Ghost is ninety-four fifteen, so it's ninety-four summer. Ninety-four. Yeah. Hello. No, nearly ninety-four oh three. Oh, three out. Yeah, bummer. It's up the road a bit, isn't it? Yeah, uproared, uproared a bit. Right, question number two, your favourite place, Dave and Buster's. Yes. This is an A, B or C. Was it in Rosemont, Illinois, Park Ridge, Illinois, or North Lake, Illinois? 
Rosemont, mm. Park Ridge, North Lake, A, Park B, or C. Ridge. No, it was in Rosemont. That's how much I wasn't caring. <laughs> I didn't know where we were. Question three. Oh, that is, I think that's he wants to be me. Galloping Ghost pinball rules, right? They yes. had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven rules. Okay. If you just just name as many as you can, some of them are quite obvious. No chimp flipping. No, that's not one. Isn't it? No. Or where you you smash at the flippers for no reason. But no rough play. I'll no, give you that. I'll do it. No rough play. I'll give uh, no you that. loading up too many credits. Yes. Yeah. One. No drinks on the machines. Yes. No crying when you lose your balls. No. Mm. This is on a big poster as you walk in. Mm. No heavy petting. <laughs> no bombing. <laughs> no splashing. No. I, I don't know the other ones. They're the ones I can think of with pinball. You've got to be a bit... No snacks on no the snacks. floor. No snacks? On the floor, yeah. Oh, okay. Don't move the games. Don't knock them. Don't move them. Yeah, because there is a bit of physical activity with some pinballs. They don't want them shifting all over the floor, do they? Finish your game completely. Don't leave the ball. Don't leave your ball. Yeah, that is there. annoying, isn't it, when the people do that? And be nice to workers. Of course. Another, They're lovely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? you got three there, though. Oh, cool. That's that's actually it's only three out of three mm-hmm. so far, right? True or false? Prince Arcades had the Cuba with the sweary marquee. True or false? True. Yeah, true. I think did Ghost have it as well or Underground? Yes, um, the Ghost has got Cuba standard, faster, harder, more challenging Cuba, and Cuba's cubes in a row. It's lovely. And, and Doc had about another four in the Gallop and Ghost Productions place as well. And, and, loads of for, and for God's sake, Cuba, just leave it. Leave it. That, that's another version. Right, number, number five, number five. Williams Multigame, which is also in Prince Arcades. Yes. How many, can you name the all six games that are in the Williams Multigame kit? Defender. Yeah. Stargate. Yeah. Joust. Yeah. Robotron. Yeah. Bubbles. Yeah. Sinistar. No, not Sinistar. Uh, Blaster. No. One more guess. Hmm. Hmm. Gonna have to rush you. I don't know. Splat. Oh, Splat's on there, is it? Yeah. It's not a great game. Hmm. So that's five points there. Well done. That's one point. I'm mad in the poor idea. I suppose they're all horizontal games where Sinistar's vertical, isn't it? Sinister is weird. Yeah. So you're on three, four, nine so far. Question okay. six. True or false, Tinkle Pit at the Ghost was actually next to the Tinkle Pit. The yes, toilet. it is. It's True. right outside. It's good, though. Do I get a bonus good. point for saying that the Galloping Ghost's own Pong machine's right near the toilets as well? Because it Pongs. Pongs. Yeah, it might be. Mm-hmm. they got their yeah. own little one with the Galloping Ghost logo on it on the screen. Question seven, Replay Arcade, one of the last ones we went with when we sat outside. Yes. Whereabouts is it? It is in Illinois. Point, no. please. It is. No. It what, is what? in... Ooh, where's Sean Cornley? Is it Andersonville? Yeah. No. Edgewater. Edgewater. Yeah. Right, how many games were they in? That were in there? I know you didn't go in. You must have, like, plus or minus two. There's not a lot of games Ten. in there. 
No. Have another guess. 12? No. 15? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any more than that, was there? It's 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did a video. I checked it. 17. Oh, you're not doing too well here. No. Right. True or false? Underground Retrocade. They had Altered Beast. True or false? False. True. Oh, was it upstairs? I don't know. It's on the video. So I saw it. Okay. Wow. Why, though? It's a rubbish well. game. Not doing very well here. Mm. Right. Underground Retrocade. What game that I played, I don't know if you played it, had a speed-up hack? A speed-up hack? Ms. Pac-Man? No, not Ms. Pac-Man. Pac-Man? No. Because then Ms. Pac-Man has. I played it. Yeah, but the one I played... There's one more Pac-Man. Did you not play it? How am I supposed to know what you played? That's in your head. Yeah. Junior? Yeah, Junior. Okay. Junior Pac-Man speed up. Did we not talk about it? I might talk about it someone else. I, all it, the, the Pac games have got speed ups. That made it really well. Really oh, yeah. Good. It works better, I think. Yeah. yeah. Love them. Right, so. Not, not brilliant. One, two, three, four, five, 9, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven. Eleven out of ten. That's that's pretty good. There was there was eleven. Eleven. Twenty points. Twenty points. Eleven. Hundred percent. How dare you? One thing that Walter said, I've just remembered in that that speech he did mm-hmm. when he was giving out the trading cards. So it's like a few more of the English people, like a few more podcasters and stuff. Yeah. He said that we are the first real gaming generation the people that are still around like we were there at the beginning he said be proud of that and be like these cards are to commemorate these people and it's a very good little speech that he did cool like because we were there i was and actually i was only two when it sort of all started with pong yeah but when space invaders really yeah i was playing space invaders when it came out i was was seven six seven so it's quite an inspiring little thing he said you know like you are Mm. the first generation be proud that you are the legacy of this whole yeah, movement, absolutely. which is now that the biggest, biggest entertainment business in the world, you know, bigger than movies, bigger than... Oh, yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, easy. everything. Cool. Quite well, He did really well, did Walter. Mm, yeah, he does. Very chatty. Mm. Right, that is the end of that, kids. Feature game review. This was my game... And it is Dr. Topple's Adventure, or Dr. Topple Tankentai. Mm. Made by Kanako, who did Sivan and Boggy 84. Quality! It's such a bad game. And it was produced by Taito in 1987. It's a vertical scrolling shooter using an eight-way joystick, two buttons. Fire and warp. The second button, warp, sets your your collected orbs to a fixed position or flea-throwing around your craft. And it sounds quite pleasantly, like this. Old Professor Topple of Blackburn Community College, who teaches club magic, dreams of flying over sweetie-filled landscapes, shooting cute flying animals in the face for fun. He should be careful of what he dreams for. Mm. You use your joystick to fly around the screen, shooting at everything and avoiding things flying into you and being shotted to death by billions of painful bullets. When you kill off all the baddies in a formation, they drop either a money bag for points or blue and white orbs. These look exactly like the Middle Eastern good luck evil eye talisman. You get those Ooh. in places like Greece and Turkey and some Middle East. 
These will follow closely around your ship or stick into position when you press your second warp button. Depending on where you stick them, they fire off in that direction, giving you multiple firepower. You can have a maximum of five of them at a time. If you leave them in their blue and white state floating around you, they are impervious to enemy shots, but those shots can go through them and into your craft, killing you. If you stick them into position, in the green state, they will act as a shield, but you will lose them if they get hit by a bullet. There are three more power-ups you can get. The first two are left behind by squads of bad guys. The other can only be got by killing Frank the Fish. Good old Frank. Good old Frank. The first two are a speed-up and a bullet beef-up. Frank the Fish leaves his skull behind, and your ship wears it like a helmet, and it acts as a shield, a proper shield this time. That's decent. It does deplete after a couple of hits, though. There are seven levels of gooey, kawaii cuteness to get through before you get into the ending of the game. All levels are pretty similar, except the terrain and some levels of physical barriers you need to fly through before you get to a cute boss. So level one boss is Krabby McCrabface. Shoot off its snippy little claws. And then it can't shoot at you. So it just wanders around the screen being harmless. I presume if you fly into it, you die. But you also need to remove its eyes, legs, and finally the body. Weird. It's just shooting mm. it for no reason. It can't even shoot back then. by then. You knock its it's like, hands it's like off. A, it's like a kidney. Off. It is. It's a weird pie-shaped thing, isn't it? Yeah. Level two. Some kind of horseshoe crap. <laughs> Looks like an orange pasty. Throws up quite slow-moving <laughs> black balls. Shoot it up its crevice in the middle to dispatch it. And I managed to do that fairly easy. That's Level crazy. three is a yeah. very badly drawn title. Look, yeah. I've got a picture here, right? I might put this on the webpage. Look at its face. It's mm. just got like a round face with some eyes and a smiley face. That looks nothing like a turtle. Shoot its face off and then all four limbs. They hide inside the shell periodically when you can't get them. Then shoot the shell. Again, it can't shoot when it's got no limbs left. So it just wobbles around the screen. Do you know that one's really hard to kill? And, and Neil said you can actually just, if you can survive along, you can wait around. Yeah. And it'll just leave the screen. Oh, right. After, yeah, some, some shoot maps do that, don't they? Like, yeah. Like Xevious and others where they just fly off. Yeah, you don't get a bonus, but it just disappears. You do survive it. Level four, three rubbish octopuses, equal space at the top of the screen. They don't even move from the top of the screen. These got the easiest bosses ever. They just pop out and throw some bullets at you. Level five, a worn-up whip with tentacles, maybe? Mm, Mm -hmm. The eyes are the shooty bits. Get them first, then the tentacles, and finally the useless body. Level six, you thought the other bosses were bad? This one is a pink polka-dotted egg with teeth that splits into a moving pattern up and down the screen. It doesn't even shoot at you. Just knock out all the teeth, then the two halves. Just lazy. Just a lazy boss. Doesn't do anything. Before the final really useless boss, you have to do all the bosses again, one after the other. All in a line. Not really that difficult, I suppose, just time-consuming. You then get to shoot eight spotty eggs that rotate around you. They don't fire... And as far as I know, they don't even attack you. Just keep firing until they disappear one by one. You've done the game. That's it. Spoiler alert. Dr. Topple was dreaming after all. It was true what I said earlier. You see a short cutscene of him snoozing in his bed and the green ship flying around his bedroom and disappears out the window. So there's some tips and secrets on a YouTube video here. Now the video we have in the show notes uh, on www.tenpencearcade.co.uk they are using rapid fire and collision detection is off because you can see them getting shot loads of times and they don't get killed, so they're cheating on the video. 
Uh, don't get the speed up power up. You move too fast and you will crash into everything you, you don't want to crash into. Mm. And the videos I've watched, uh, the players generally use the orbs in free flow mode, spraying bullets all over the shop. However, all the videos I watched, they're all cheating. So it doesn't matter. Obviously, get Frankie Fish helmet. I don't honestly believe you can do the second level without the helmet. There's too many bullets flying at you in such narrow, narrow corridors. I don't think you can do it. I think it's impossible. Mm. Uh, we think of if you kill off squads of enemies very quickly, they drop the red cash bags worth 5,000 points. And I have seen some rare white bags, and I thought they were worth 10,000, but apparently 200. What's the point? It just seems mm. weird how yeah. the, the harder to get ones are worth nothing. We've got a tip here from Aid Skyway on Twitter. He said, here's my tips. Feel free to ignore. Keep them, the green orbs, directly in front. Yes. That way you can kill stuff quicker and possibly get the red pickup, which is worth 5k. Where the bony fish head is a shield, the end. That's it. Yeah, I think the two players that have come top used the, used that, used it like a, like a shield in front of them and, the, and they just had like the five. Yeah. Bullets. In a row. The thing with that is, if you're at the side of the, at the level or anywhere, you can't see the bullets coming down. Yeah. Because they obscure the bullets, the things in front yeah, of you. Yeah, it's difficult to see. And you can get killed and you realise why you got killed. Yeah. So the graphics and the sound, it's super cutesy, this game. Bells and whistles kind of looking, that sort of like, yeah. sort of sweetie effect, green and pinks and bright colours. Really nice tunes. I particularly like the perilous music that plays during an end-level boss scrap. I really like the music. It's cool. No, oh, I didn't like the tunes at all. I switched oh, off after about... No, I just didn't like them. Like you repetitive. are weird, though. I am weird. They're, like, repetitive. Oh, I didn't like it. Cabinet art, none. Just none. A as far. It's quite a rare game. I've never seen it in an arcade ever. Mm. Um, there's no real trivia, apart from the fact there's not much info on the game online. Very odd game. Yeah, it's a very weird one. Yeah, there's quite a few people played it. Oh, he won, did he? Mm, okay. The scores aren't hugely massive. You can't really get that many scores. So let's start at the bottom and go upwards. So Dexter Happy Dude, he is only a few months old. He got 180 points. He loves that. He loves the cab. He, every time he goes past it, he tries to press the buttons, Matt. As they should do. Very cool. Uh, I guess he likes this one as he was very vocal at the time he played it. Swear he said, ooh, ooh, just before he died. It does <laughs> yeah. sound like that on the video. Jping Barber, 29,540. Ross Ross, 29,600. He got to this late, kind of annoyed. I do enjoy the cute em up, but not this one. Weird shoot mechanics and enemy bullets that are pixels in size and seem to blend into the backgrounds back to Hyrule. He's obviously playing the new Zelda game. Good to see you, Ross Ross at Nerg. Very nice to see you. Retro Rex, 29,880 points. Paul McCaskey, 33,420. Basil the Saints, 37,800. Good to see you again, mate. Super hard mean with power-ups. You just couldn't get past the crap. Couldn't get past the crap. Frustrating. James Wisemids, 40,430. Looks nice and sounds okay, but seems to score at random and no end of level bonus. I'm not even sure Dr. Tobble's a real doctor either. Next game, please. <laughs> Shep, 914, 42,190. Pilbo, 44,700. One Punch Ron, 48,890. The sound of this is very similar to Rainbow Island, so that's why I didn't like it. And maybe New Zealand Story too. I quite like it, but I can't get past the first crab boss. It goes from light show to, to bullet hell as soon as he appears. They like come down in like a, uh, like a, like a rain, don't they, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that, that first crab boss, I reckon is the hardest one of the game. 
Because I watched videos of people finishing the game, obviously cheating. But it just seems that's the hardest one. Mm. Mark Watnogravy, 51,890. Bill Wellham, 53,060. Zestora, 58,180. Mr. Bazaika, 58,750. Now, those two players are normally really good, and they've got quite low scores. Mm. Uh, Adam Flint, 67,010. And he says, please find attached a screenshot of my Dr. Topple's Adventure High score, which is that score on stage one. I could do, I could make it past the Crabble to stage two, but I never got such a high score in doing so. I achieved this score by going unscathed on my first life on stage one, past the shooting stars, thus allowing me to grab those red money bags that the homing missile creatures leave behind. As progressing deeper into the game and achieving a good score didn't seem to go hand in hand. I've no idea how a good score mine actually is. On, On level one, that's weird. Mm. Mr. Messi, 70,380. Dr. Tupple's Adventure. If this game had come out in 1982, it would have been considered a classic. However, it, it didn't and it isn't. I want to like it, but I find it rather bland. It's a bit like the modern popular music in that respect. And me, tiny ping. I got quite a good score on this. I don't know how I did it. I think it's just a, a lucky score. I tried to play, but keep rage quitting on it. Uh, damn bullets everywhere made it even worse when I watched a video of it through to completion because I know it's impossible to finish it's impossible Johnny B three points here we're going into the points now 145,160 and you Mr Sean 153,660 good score yeah that was alright wasn't it Mr Snarkade Sharkade Snarkade I met him I met him he's a nice guy 154,790. Comments on this month's game challenge. Hmm, I love the vertical shooting, but this one seems to favour quick fire button reflexes, which is one of the few things I seem to possess. Autofire is definitely cheating, no matter what spin anyone puts on it. Yeah, it I would rather prefer the graphics to be depict a ship in space shooting bullets and missiles, etc., as the chubby animal thing, whatever it is, versus the weird creatures vibe is a bit of a turn-off visually, but I still got into the game. The enemy bullets can be a problem to see as they can get lost a bit in the backgrounds. They can, especially as they're not visible behind the protrusions that grow in front of you as you power up. Yeah, probably my fault for getting up with deteriorating eyesight. Hit detection on the sides of your character is a bit suspect, as you seem to die when moving between bullets that appear you could safely fit between. Mm. The end of the game tune sounds like it's been played by a, played by a lone, depressed, drunken keyboard player on a tired Yamaha DX7 to three people in a bar. <laughs> Success seems to favour the player with quick trigger finger who can hold onto the power-ups in order to progress. Yeah, you, there's certain things. If you die, you get sent back ages to a yeah. checkpoint ages, and you just can't power it's up. It's painful, isn't it? It's nemesis syndrome. If you lose your power-ups, you have to start again from scratch. It's very hard to get further in the game, yeah. Despite having two or three lives still to use, I enjoy playing this one. Best suggestion from you guys in recent months. Mm. I can't wait to see what you come up with next. Oh, it's a doozy. Uh, Sal Buglerissi, uh, 162,310, good score. This game wins for worst video game music in the history of video games. I don't, I don't agree. I do not agree. I don't, I wasn't a fan. Matt Neo, okay. Matt, Matt Neo, okay. But he's MK. MK. So seven points now. We're in the big points. 165, 720. Not a bad little shooter in the plus alpha style, but not as good and a bit bland in my opinion. Mm. Had a lucky game a couple of weeks ago. Needed the fish shield, but couldn't replicate. Never really felt comfortable with the firing mechanic and the game began to irritate like an itchy thing. Mm, I'll get onto that in a minute. 
Aid Skyway 73, who gave us some hints earlier, 166,800. Never made it past round three. Gets a bit too busy for my old man's skills. Quick a little shoot, which is fun in small doses. A few secrets to discover, which is always good. Right, these two were having a battle on Twitter. It's always good to see the banter. And Neil pipped the post, pipped Mr. Rygar to the post, who's in second with 194,100. And Mr. 20 to 5, and he is one of the... What, what would you call him? A, a usual suspect. 20 to 5 and Rygar, usual suspects, them two. And Mr. 25 just pipped him by just over a thousand points. 195,420. So well done, Mr. 20 to 5. Good score. Great, great to read the competitive back and forth. They spare each other on. So well done, you two. And I've put a, a little snapshot of the league standings because Rygar's on to be winning for his third year in a row. And I am nowhere near. Aid Skyway is second. Rygar's 50. Aid Skyway is 42. I come third last year. No chance this time. Well done. Mr. 20 to 5 is 32. Salbug 27. I'll put a link in the thing. Mm-hmm. So, Rygar. Can anyone catch Rygar? Aid Skyway. Can Does anyone care? It, it's, it's for a t-shirt. Ooh. But he's already got a t-shirt, so it could be... We'll get him some socks instead. He's got no socks. Yeah, yeah he never has socks. Why would he have socks? Do you know how many uh, ports and sequels come out of this game? None. None. None at all. And what would make it better, Sean? Less He's enemy bullets, especially on the first flipping level. The difficulty curve in this game, the first boss seems to be the hardest of the game. Maybe the turtle's a harder one, I don't know. Slightly longer levels split with a mini boss make it nicer. More weapon pickups. Well, good. The weapons are pretty poor. Extra lives? I thought that might be what the white swag bag is, but it's not. It's just 200 points. Better thought out bosses. Some of them are just lazy poor. Awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. I've put checkpoints after death sends you far too far back. Yeah, awful. Stop that, you bad game, I swear in there. Mm-hmm. It's just too far. And you start with no no power-ups. The firing yeah, mechanism silly. was silly. novel for a start, but annoying. There are lots of other shooters where you can control your satellites. Uh, Ax- Axley comes to mind. Axley was a, that SNES game was a really good one where you could control the orbs around mm, you. Yeah, and there's, there's others. There's a few there's games do that. You can position them in certain ways where they'll, you know, fire upwards or to the back or whatever, which is easy. Yeah. To do. This thing is just and having them flying around all over the place is just random, and it, it's confusing as well. Yeah, yeah, it's just everything. It's too much on the screen. It's too busy. And I've put, I think we've already mentioned this, you can't see the bullets hitting your green orb sometimes, especially if you are at the side of the screen. Yeah. Annoy! Enjoy! Annoy. I so wanted to love this game, right? It's simple, old-style shooter let down by stupidly difficulty level. I bet this bombed in the Western Arc, even if it came out over here. I rage quit so many times I've been hit by multiple bullets at no range. It's weird how some of the static enemies can be removed by your weakest form of craft, but takes a number of hits when you're charged up. Did you notice that? So when you had the full five green things in front of you, if you were shooting some of the static enemies on the left or right, it took quite an age to get rid of them. But if you just had no weapon power-ups at all, it hit them in a few hits. It got rid of them in a few hits. I wonder if it uses a ranking system then. I don't, I don't know. know. It just seems weird. But why would you make it? Why would you make it harder to get rid of something when you're powered up? It just seems wrong. 
So a lot of it were like bullet sponges. You could absolutely pepper them with bullets, yeah, and it took ages would to kill ages, them. Yeah, yeah. The stars that appear somewhat randomly are insanely annoying. The ones that come in later levels, which I saw in the videos, are even more irritating and fast. If you lose a life and annoyingly all of your power-ups, you're basically screwed. Especially on level 2 with many static wall creatures spewing gazillions of bullets at you. And even even ones you can't get to you. They, it's weird. Yeah, I think you're similar with me, aren't you, Sean, with this? Yeah, annoy, I put C above. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is annoying. And, and the last word to this game, are, I don't believe, I seriously don't believe this game can be finished by a human being without some kind of cheating going on. I didn't see anyone on YouTube finishing it without cheating. You can tell when they're cheating because the bullets are hitting them and they've got auto-fire mm-hmm. on. It's very, very unlike any Taito game I've ever known. It looks like a rejected Sega System 1 game. It really does look the graphics and feel and sound to it really remind yeah, me it's, it's of Sega System One. You know, the Teddy mm. Boy Blues, the Flicky, your Fantasy Zone, those kind of QT kind of games. It really reminds me of that. But it's just mm. I would much rather play Volgus, Exodexes, Star Force, Nineteen Forty Two, Slap Fight, Terror Cruster, any of those games. Much better vertical shooters. Much better. Yeah, there's there's a lot that even the ones were like the the cutie kind of look. There's a lot of them that are better than this. Yeah, even even Plus Alpha, which is not a great game, it's got its flaws, is way better than this. Way mm. better. What's the other one we play with the weird shoot-em-ups where you, where you can get loads of orbs flying around and do different things? Is that Gemini Wing? Gemini Wing. That's a better yeah. game than this as well. And that's yeah, not see, great. That one better. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. This, this is much worse. Next show's game. So, next show's game is going to be you, Sean, doing it. And what game are we going to play? I've got a feeling it's going to be one from the Galloping Ghost that we played. It is, yeah. Go on. Thunderhoop. Thunderhoop? It's kind of like a Mega Man kind of thing. Yeah. Little guy running around, shooting stuff. Up and down platforms in different areas, attacked and then move on. Yeah, it's not a bad game. We played it with the ghost, didn't we? Thank God, it's, I don't think this is hard as a Mega Man game. No. It's from Gale Co., not Jalico. Gale Co., 1992. Yes. The ROM is T-Hoop. T-Hoop. Yeah, and it's, it's version one. Yep, okay. I couldn't I couldn't find this on, on my laptop, man. I had a filter on. So I just turned all the filters off. I had, like, not BIOS, not yeah. card game, not solid, you know, not casino. I think I've had a board of this before, you know. I'm sure yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I've got rid of it. It's not... Wasn't my favourite game, uh, but Lives little bit 3, I did play, yeah, uh, on easy level, difficulty uh, easy, which easy is the default. default. Yeah, so that's fairly easy rule set there. Yeah, it does look pretty good, I think. It's all right. I watched a bit mm. of a video of someone playing it. It's quite samey, but um, we'll see how much of a challenge it is, and we'll talk about that in a month's time. So mm. you can submit your score of that game, arcade ROMs only, please. No scores from console or computer compilations, even if they're on one or not, as they may be different versions. You can send a score to Twitter at hashtag 10p score. You can use a Sidekick app on your mobile phone in the 10 pence club section. You can email the site, which is vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can use Facebook as a comment on the podcast post, but I don't tend to check Facebook much anymore. Or UKVAC. There's a little section on UKVAC. Uh, forums for it as well and the deadline for score submissions is monday 7th of august 5 p.m uk time please wow we're so far through the year already we really are 
past halfway. Well, thank you for listening, kids. I know it's been hard work and it's been terrible for you, but thank thanks for ho- just staying in there with us. Nearly two we'll, hours of us we'll, wanging we'll get, on about stuff. We'll get you can get through this now. You've actually done it, and you can go about your normal life yes. instead of listening to us to waffle. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. This is the little uh, extra audio note at the end of the podcast to thank everyone who made my fiftieth birthday uh, such a memorable one. This is Tori, my wife, who organised everything and drove us round. Uh, Sean, obviously, who was my much-needed friend in the arcades. And uh, the Courtney's, who met up with us as well for breakfast. It was lovely meeting them. And also, special thanks to Pete, Kristin, Hahn, and her lovely folks for hosting my birthday evening. I had a really, really good time. Thanks to everyone involved. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 